When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer the long elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me to help find the answer is Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. Uh, everything's fine. Uh, this is a character. I really love the Beatles. And also Eric. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yes, everything is fine. America is fine. Dan is fine. Jimmy is fine. Probably. Yep. I'm not yeah, I am. Slowly giving myself a mental illness by debating with people. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. good, good. good. Good way to uh, improve your mental health uh-huh. is uh, talk Engage to anyone online, online about yes. anything at all <laughs> that anyone's passionate about. Uh, Eric, you are on Ears Up, and how did you promote us on Ears Up last time? <laughs> kind of. The answer is kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did talk about our next episode, which is the one after the one that we're recording right now, oh, because the future is real. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, Bev and I talked about our episode and, uh, I maybe need to talk about Jason, uh, talk to Jason about, uh, giving me more chance to talk about our show. Yeah. So I'm totally committed to this show. Totally. I appreciate that. And clearly you are, and we have no doubt about it. However, um, so do you, did Bev enjoy herself? She did. She did note that the episode did take two hours. <laughs> comma as expected comma and we were rushing (laughs) yes oh we gotta wrap it up everybody wrap it up those of you who don't have a time machine and are confused we recorded out of sequence so this is we're talking about an episode that hasn't come out yet but we'll see. Which, which has, uh, it, it's a good thing. It we, we did that at the beginning of 2020. Let's get ahead of schedule. <laughs> um, we were ahead of schedule we were. for a few months. Yeah. We, and then, we did really well. <laughs> and then for that a was, while. That was healthy. For a while, it's like, oh, we have to release an episode tomorrow. Let's record an episode today <laughs> or something like <laughs> that. Um, but we are we're technically one release ahead now. Yeah. So this is coming out on June 20th, the one with Bev, the aforementioned uh, two-hour episode with Bev is July 5th. Uh, so you're on ears up. Oh, speaking of that show, we have a we have a past show, future show correction. And that is Yeah. Because this is, this is the music for a future show this correction. Could <laughs> also, this could also be used as a bumper before the next episode with Bev. And that is that we talked about one of the benefits of staying at 
the Paradise Pier was that you had your own entrance to DCA, which was closed and has since reopened. Eric, tell us about that entrance. Well, thanks, because uh, you basically you, told Eric? the whole story. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm standing here at the entrance to the uh, the Paradise Pier. Uh, the, the, the Disney California Adventure, you can enter between the sea- Seaside Souvenirs and the Corn Dog Castle. Oh, look at those uh, jumping jellyfish. If you stand over there, you can look at it. Room of a car. I, I, would like, I don't know what else to say about that. For you, the listener. I'm also a <laughs> For the listener, I would like to point out that Eric is recording a podcast in a microphone and was reporting by holding his hand up as though he had a microphone. Maybe we should re- release the the video recordings of these episodes. I think that be. I think the listener would benefit from it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll hold a pen. Is that right. is that a good microphone? You have a microphone. Hold, hold the microphone. Let's go. No, then I'll mess up castle. my microphone. <laughs> Is that uh, where they have World of Cup? Co- oh, who's the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that uh, entrance has reopened. Great, Disney I've never news. Been to Disney news. Uh, so another past show correction. I don't even know if it was on this show, but um, I had a new. We have a listener, and they <laughs> called me. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> One of our many listeners also listens to Ears Up and also uh, used concierge. And I booked a trip for their family. And I didn't know how their name was spoken. I just Googled it. You know, like, how do you pronounce this? And it's an Italian name pronounced Cesena. However, when I spoke to him, he says, I'm Latin. That version, we don't go by that. We're Cesena. So the Cesena family are going to go Hmm. to... Disney World in January of 2023, and we just booked his trip because those January dates just became available, and they are staying at the Beach Club in a one-bedroom villa. They have a four-year-old child, and I'm very excited for them. What's the room number? Well, they haven't checked in, Dan. Silly. Okay. Okay. But uh, they're they're lovely people, and I'm excited to get them dining reservations and all that stuff because I think they've been to Disney World like once. Or, or maybe he's never, and the, the wife's gone once or twice, but the, the four-year-old's never been. They're Disneyland people, but they called concierge because they heard such great mm. things on our show. So, hello, Sasania family. And what is a mind trip, Eric? Oh, no, the, the, mind, the mind trip was recording um, a, a future corrections, a future Whoa. show corrections uh, portion, uh, which we just did. It's over. Oh, that great. portion is over. And that Excellent. was a mind trip for me because um, I'm correcting things that I haven't said yet. Okay, good job. And then the next thing was the new entrance, which we already went to. And then uh, mm-hmm. Boba Fett and Galaxy's Edge and Darth Vader and Tomorrowland. Go. Uh, okay. Uh, I Hold on. All right, Dan. I'm Dan. here. Get, get ready. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Galaxy's Edge. Dan is holding I, a pen. I'm, it's toenail clippers, but hold oh, on. Okay. I'll get a pen. There we go. (laughs) I'm here at Galaxy's Edge, where Boba Fett is also here. This is interesting because it's it's uh, there. They've cracked the timeline, everybody, if not broken it completely. And I may or may not have been arguing with people (laughs) on the Internet about whether or not this is true, (laughs) even though it is. (laughs) Well, now let me ask you this. So... (laughs) It's Boba Fett, right? Not the Mandalorian. Well, 
it's, some say Boba Fett, some say Boba Fett, but uh, he uh, no, does what I meant Boba was Fett. that's the character okay. that you saw or that's in there. <laughs> yes. So yes. that's Galaxy's Edge, which Senor Senor Fett, <laughs> Senor Fett, which could technically we don't see him die. He could still be alive. Hold on, because first of all. Every, all of these see here's the, this is getting back to kind of the stuff we were talking about before we hit record is that sure if we want to play the game of like they haven't really break the timeline because we love things like first of all they should break the timeline as we've Agreed. discussed we've already established and oh yeah I, yeah and i think it's an overall good thing that they have now when people get into these like this like I think it's kind of like a poor faith argument to say like, well, we haven't seen him die. Well, yeah, but Ray would be a child and not talking to people about the force. And whoa, 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 wait. I'm just saying that Luke Skywalker's alive during the, the sequel trilogy. So why couldn't Boba Fett be alive? They're the same age, presumably. Right. You're talking about, I, I mean, no, Galaxy's I mean, edge. Right, but Luke's, Ray would Luke's be a, a, Luke's damn a few child. years younger than Boba. I mean, I, I, well, I don't know. You're right. A good point because Boba Fett was was a baby in the prequels. So and he's old not a fart. baby. He was a child a kid, in, yeah. in episode Fennec, two. Fennec Strand, whatever her name is, like she would be visibly older. She's not. That's true. Like, well, anyway, so I, I just that thought just occurred to me. I was not no, making I know. an argument. But, I know. So you're right. So they broke the timeline. Everything's fine. So throw the Mandalorian in there, throw Darth Vader in there with all the things. Why not? You you would think. However, instead, they're having Darth Vader in Tomorrowland, like, I don't know, breakdancing or something. So does that mean that Tomorrowland is the future Star Wars and then Galaxy's Edge is in the past? I don't. It's so stupid. Like, well, and Tomorrowland my, is in the, the not too distant future. Come on. But, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. I, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, wait, wait, wait. I why, have a theory. Why, why build that land if you're going to just have Star Wars fall out of it? Well, right. So we've already talked about that. Tomorrowland's broken and it's dumb. And you're right. I agree with that. Have we done that saying. episode? No. Well, we've talked about it a Not, thousand yeah. times, but yeah. uh, effectively we've done it. So, which by the way, maybe the next episode we do is Tomorrowland because there's so little to talk about. And we've covered like We'd, half. Of oh, yeah. There's um, there's nothing to talk about in regards to tomorrow. Like, no, I just mean there's not a lot of stuff. We've done. So we've done Space Mountain. We've done the the alien one. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll get there. But because um, if we're going to be doing a recording in July or August, we need to probably get Natalie on board. And by the way, Natalie and May, they're thrilled to come back. But maybe Tomorrowland's the next. Should I just throw it out there for next show ideas? And if, if maybe only there were some podcasts that were interested in doing the summer. Yeah, you know, I I think maybe it's a it, like a, a six part series on it's a small world. Sure, yeah. that's that's what's next. Um, but what I was going to say is that you know Star Wars was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, and maybe we're catching. Oh no, it's a long time ago. I was going to say that maybe we've caught up to when it was released, but it's not in the future. It's in the past. Never mind. Great, I great think, thinking there. How about this? Uh, they won't. They don't know how to fix Tomorrowland, and instead they keep putting band-aids on it mm-hmm. in the form of Star Wars uh, themed band-aids. I wish if they're gonna keep Star Tours, said it a million times, move it. But what about the pirates? Oh yeah. So anyway, um Boba Fett, uh <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, original IP versus fan service. We're gonna change that title. This is part two, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind Wait, us that was your working title. 
Yeah. The original <laughs> IPV fan service. Um, because it was fan service because they built that ride because the fans are like, hey, where's the ride? Fan service. Servicing the fans. Of Famously the covered in the last episode. I, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Yes. And it yeah. is a that episode is a hit. A lot mm. of people are listening to that episode more than any other. The um uh, so than any is, other Dan hates the Beatles episode. Well, any other um of our <laughs> our shows of the episodes we release, it is the most listened to. And Dan hates the Beatles might be coming back, but yay! Um, okay, sure. so the uh, sound. So d- what what's happening now is we in episode one. Well, I'm trying to recap. In episode one, we covered <laughs> the the cue. Uh, one of the things that stuck out the most for me were the pirates who have died playing chess and they will never finish the game because it's a particular stalemate. That was a fun thing. That's why the score is tied. We are at six, six, to, six. six to six currently. And then we're going to get on the ride. So we did the queue. We did the, that's it, the queue. And <laughs> now it's time to get on the ride. And if, <laughs> if uh, Disneyland gets a point, you will hear this sound win and a big if disney world gets a point <laughs> no that's not nice i if, have reasons i know if disney world gets a point you will hear this sound oh boy did that, did that sound really slow and awkward it's still it's going the devil. it's still going the devil's here with us <laughs> what happened welcome to you what happened this happened that is wonderful that yeah let's hope that, that gives more, more reason to this is just getting <laughs> going in the background <laughs> Maybe while Dan's doing his ride, you Dan, can perhaps no. go get a new sound. No. Can you, can no, you no, update no. Zencaster? What do you mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so maybe Here, you won't ever hear let's... that sound. Don't, cha- don't you dare change that sound, Eric. <laughs> what happened to my sound? Um, anyway, so Dan, because yes. Disneyland came first, you go ahead and tell us what happens on Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Wait, we've decided Pirates of the yes. Caribbean, Caribbean Disneyland. in Disney World, Disney World, because it's closer, because closer to the, to the Caribbean. reality. Yeah, Pirates yeah. of the and Caribbean, the in Disneyland. Caribbean is the Disneyland because that's just the way we say it anyway. Um, yes, so we talked about Lafitte's landing, and uh, that's all for that. So you did start we off talk about about Jean Lafitte. Did we, we did. Did we get to Lafitte? Oh, well, okay. and I think I think I'll I'll get to it when we talk about the land impact uh, a little bit more, but. Um, looking at my notes, my brain notes here, I got like 26. I basically had to cut myself off at some point because I have too many things. And I've asked both Judy and Eric to like keep me on, on point. Uh, yeah, let's just try to talking. go through the ride. I mean, what, what yeah, are your pages yeah. about? Are they about like the, this piece of gold? Of has the the whole, no, no, I don't get into like that much detail. But and that's that's the thing. So. I could go into uh, Jean, Lafitte, Jean Lafitte more, but basically I would be pulling information from uh, Offhand Disney, which is a YouTube channel that you can go watch. In fact, you should. You should. He's Offhand very good. Disney. He's very Offhand good. Offhand Disney. He covers it in great detail. So rather than adding to what is already probably going to be a two hour long second episode, I'm just saying go there if you would like more information. Uh, Jimmy and Eric, I'm assuming in good faith, you know what I'm talking about in terms of like judgment and and 
points and everything because I know you've seen the videos. Mm -hmm. And listener, when you go watch Stalin's videos at offhanddisney.com, if you could please put in the comments where you came from, Mm -hmm. meaning our show, not not like Iowa or whatever. You could, you could, maybe he's interested. I'm Um, here from Nebraska because we would love to have him on our show. Anyway, so yeah. I'll pick up on the feet again, but again, it's going to be less detailed than some people might like or want because that exists somewhere else. Anyway, you start off in a bayou scene and there are uh, glimmering fireflies and uh, there's the sound of birds and crickets and croaking of bulls, frogs. Uh, This ride is set, by the way, during late spring, early summer from these clues because that's when all of these creatures would be active at the same time. Mm. um yeah take that disney world um mm. they're <laughs> they're actually outside at disney world the crickets and lightning bugs another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Uh, so you drift by a moonlit scene at the uh, and you're in the bio at night. There's a moon that occasionally gets covered by clouds that we talked about. The connection, mm-hmm. There's that connection, Curse the Black Pearl, that we talked about. You got vegetation, including mangroves, sweeping willows, Spanish moss. Um, you, according to my notes, brift with a bee by some logs and maybe a gator who is masquerading as a log. Wait, um, is that real? So so you're brifting. You're brifting. Um, okay. Others pronounce I, it drifting. Yes. So as far uh, as that, the gator masquerading as a log goes, I am going masturbating as a Oh, like masquerading. Oh, I like it. Yes. Point just for that. (laughs) Um, I'm going honestly purely by my memory on that, which is pretty good, seeing as how I've been on this ride countless times. But because of because of that, I'm not gonna like. And if you want to throw a point at it, that that's fine. But I'm not gonna like ask for it. Just keep describing because the question is not will this Bayou scene get a point. It's how many. Right. Well, so again, oh, no. <laughs> by my memory, um, there are, I believe, gators that in your periphery register as logs, but then upon closer inspection, they are gators because that's what gators are. They're, yeah, you know, that's their whole it deal. It makes a lot of sense. Let's just assume. Uh, how right. it, however, they're not present. I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that they're not like, it's not like a major show moment like mm-hmm. hey it's actually a gator um which i think speaks to the level of detail in this version of the ride anyway uh so we got can you explain to the listener how the lightning bug effect is made oh god um hold on i can do it hold on. it's yeah, a, please do it's a glowing <laughs> ball light bulb if you will and half of it is painted black and it spins around and so it looks like it's flashing but it's just a spinning ball. Hmm. That's half um, cheap, really cheap. Why don't you have more screens in this ride? <laughs> oh, we have water screens. So not anymore. If, Go ahead, okay. 
<laughs> okay. Um, this is where I wish I could see my notes and you at the same time. Uh, so thing, I'm going to do that thing where I talk about like a thematic element here. And if you think about it, from Lafitte's landing, there's like a progression of water living. So as you go from the landing, there's a workboat uh, next to which we what we can imagine Lafitte's landing would be a commercial landing, right? Yeah. A couple boats, which are implied to be houseboats, and it's candlelit inside. So we're we could assume that a person is in there, or they just don't know, you know, proper fire safety. Um, you, then you go by the Blue Bayou. Uh, more on that later. And then, and as you're going through all this, you can hear the soft strumming of a banjo melody that can mm-hmm. be heard over the peaceful symphony of nature as guests pass by one stilt house. That's a stilt house, by the way. And there's an old man who calmly rocks back and forth in his rocking chair. He is not a stilt, playing a banjo. A stilt house. It is on stilts. This is a very common in coastal areas because of flooding. So the houses are on stilts. Yes. He and clearly his house very, is flooded. It is very worth pointing out that he is not the one. Beacon Joe is not the one playing the banjo. Mm-hmm. No, he is not the one playing the banjo. Although our memories do things to mm-hmm. us, which is really cool. Because he also there has is, a dog, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a dog. Right. <laughs> he he never had a dog. He's just sitting there. I share people's false memory of him having a dog. He has never had a dog. The band, or the dog stole the banjo. In a the, recent, jo- the dog in a is update. inside playing the playing banjo. Playing the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I conflated them two. <laughs> Anyone yes, this- who has eaten a flat iron steak at the Blue Bayou knows that the dog is walking around the restaurant playing the banjo. Mm. The dog is the flat iron steak. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, and as Eric mentioned, the same figure can be seen on the Magic Kingdom ringers of a gag mode. Sleep is important, everyone. If you don't get enough sleep, your brain will melt. Um, Rivers of America. Oh, yes. oh, that's what Gagma means. Okay. <laughs> Where he is named Beacon Joe. Uh, he's dressed the same way, sits in a rocking chair on the porch of his shack holding a pipe um and wait a minute i guess are you telling me that the same animatronic is at it's the same guy it's jimmy it's the same guy when you go to disney world he gets on a fan point for disney world (laughs) i mean kind of just argued a point for disney (laughs) kind of did actually (laughs) but for but not for the pipe He's not on pirates. He's on no Rivers point of for America. Disney World in general, Ahoy, not for mate. Disney World's pirates. How do you feel of taco? Uh, oh, he got faster. Um, yeah, anyway, why, why? I don't understand why. Because it's okay. cool. It's the fact that it's iconic. It's animatronic. not in the ride we're judging. I know. I didn't say I was letting Disney World get a point for this ride. I'm saying Disney oh, okay. World in general. In general. Gets hey, a point. you know what's great about Disney World? Ahoy, matey. How do you feel of taco? Mm-hmm. Another point for Disney World. <laughs> so I know what's anyway, happening. I know um, what's these happening. Are fake, these are fake points. <laughs> these are fake points, Dan. Don't worry about it. Just trying I know to get you riled happening. up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, but it's like that's playing, really cool. It's, like, it's just like playing with the cat with a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. This is very this cool. Is elder I, abuse. I know both of these guys and... I did not realize they were one and the same. So thank you for pointing yeah. that out. I will point that out at my next trip to Walt Disney World. So if you would like to put a point 
towards this. The banjo, if you listen to it, it sounds like someone with like intermediate skill practicing to the point that at some point they're doing uh, scales and they're like messing up on the timing a little bit, but not like comically. Banjo on my knee. Isn't that what he's playing? Uh, He's doing old Susanna. Yeah, that's the one. Old Susanna. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 And countdown races and also scales and uh, arpeggios and, it's the the timing's purposely off, so you can hear like you. It sounds legitimately like a person person practicing, yeah, practicing like a skilled Absolutely. banjo player. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, um, I have what has been called by Dolan also a liminal tunnel, and liminal. Yes, tell me that one. Uh, liminal is a. Here's the definition. The aesthetic known as liminal space is a location which is a transition between two other locations or states of being. Typically, these are abandoned and oftentimes empty. Think of like a mall at 4 a.m. or a a school hallway during summer. This makes it feel frozen and slightly unsettling, but also familiar to our minds. Uh, And this also brings in the idea that Natalie has talked about, Natalie and May have talked about in previous episodes, we go from what is like at least a two-story building. Uh, I mean, it's decked out to be outside at night, but it's a very large space into a tunnel that is uh, uh, compression. So we have expansion and then compression. And so we drift through relative darkness um, from one place to some from one place to something that could be out of a dream. Uh, Jolly Roger giving you a safety spiel and a hushed tone that is a mix of foreboding, caring, and tongue-in-cheek. So, Dan, I want to point out that this is a this is a, a feature used often in these rides. We talked about it with um, with Haunted Mansion, going from the attic to the big open space. We talked about it with uh, Indiana Jones, going from a, the laminar hallway to the big room. You know, the the Christmas morning view. I'll remind everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really effective use of that that kind of you know style or feature or whatever. Also, want to point out that when you have water that is flowing in a large flow, like a straight flow, it's called laminar flow. And then when you restrict that flow, it becomes turbulent. So it's interesting that the terminology is similar but almost opposite. Hmm. Turbulent it's versus fun. laminar. Um, laminar. Anyway, go ahead. So what I especially like about this is that we can't really identify, or at least I can't, can't really identify the moment when we stop being in the previous scene. We just aren't. Um, and there, it, it, it kind of fades out around you. Yeah, that's interesting. In my mind, not, it's when you pass the cabin. That's kind of the end of the, the outside. You pass but the there's cabin. That fake, yep. There's that like like fake cabin afterward, mm-hmm. and then suddenly... E- it's very dark. It's very hard to see. And then you're looking at a skull who is yes. talking to you. And there's it, a doorway that you, if you walk through, you will get to the uh, guest or the west side uh, dining room for the cast members. Uh, Jimmy, did you work there? <laughs> Not in the west <laughs> side. Um, so, yeah, the, you. it is very, very dark. But then there's little whispers of the previous thing that become less and less as you go through it. So um, I personally argue that this tunnel and how one perceives it as a narrative device will determine whether people think this ride has a lit 
will determine whether or not people think this ride has a linear narrative involving time travel or a flashback or not. So my take on it is that this is a series of dreamlike associations we have on a long boat ride. The song is a romanticization of piracy, meaning yo-ho, and we see actual pirate cruelty. But because we live in the world where pirates are fun, it is all presented in a whimsical way. And this is pure opinion. I'm not presenting my opinion as points for points. But um, And then the waterfall at the end is like us waking up from that dream. Like we're on this oh. boat ride in like a boring little bayou place and it's relaxing and we kind of drift. And this this is what we experience so again we talked about this mark last... there's no like mark davis doesn't have a an article out there saying that this is purely you know my speculation with some other things sprinkled in that i have heard but yes sorry so me. at this point uh we've kind of made a 180 circle uh because now we are going down the first drop uh effectively next to the lift hill to return um, and then we effectively do it again. We do another 180 and do another drop, which is just geographically for the listener. Uh, and what I want to do is stop there. And I mean, I don't know if you want to do the whole ride or just kind of go back and forth because there's so many shared scenes and then you can kind of fill in the gaps where there are extra scenes at Disneyland. Does that make sense? I think, or? I think that was, that was certainly the plan, but we're okay. not there yet because so, I still have. Yeah, stop me for. But I want to stop you for. But you're, but you're at the drop. I think that's. We're a, at the drop. It's, it's a yeah. similar kind of starting point, as far as I'm concerned. So what I want to get to is this this room, the effect, the simplicity of it. You said you were going to get back to Blue Bayou. I don't know if that's a now thing or a later thing. That's more um, of a land impact thing. Yeah. So what I okay. and and I don't know. We talked about this briefly before. Does the Blue Bayou get? pirates a point or does pirates get blue bayou a point i'm not sure because that's it why i'm putting it in the land impact okay so just what this part of the ride does is effectively what the queue at disney world does it gets your kind of eyes acclimated it sets a tone um all the things and i think we kind of i i, I gave points to the disney world queue effectively for that and other things so it's doing that <clears throat> it is incredible use of space it it feels very broad it feels very outside uh the fact that there's a restaurant there also makes it feel like it's a patio outside mm-hmm. and that oh that- and i'm sorry i'm sorry the uh blue bayou blue bayou uh so the mansion facade is actually a near copy of swift's chicken plantation house oh cool which used to be located between pirates yeah. and tom sawyer's island and in a case, so I guess, Jimmy, to answer your question about where the points land on that, I guess it's kind of just up to you because you're the judge here. Right. Um, I'm not, I, guess, I think maybe both, to be honest with you. I think if we're maybe. arguing for Pi- uh, Blue Bayou, I think that Pirates gives it a point, And I think that Pirates gets a point because of it. I think they, I mean, there, they there's complement each other precedent. so well. There's a precedent set for that kind of a thing. Right. Um, so it occasionally has a band playing on the balcony, but it's not like a loud, like, hey, everybody. It's mm-hmm. like it fits the the situation. And um, it's a self-contained restaurant that uses the ride for theming while the ride uses the restaurant as a set piece. So, right. again, it's chicken or, or the yep, egg kind yep. of thing. So it's both. Um, I, I do also enjoy the, the, the use of that hallway. It's a transition piece and also to kind of a, a mental transition piece to the, the waking up from the dream. So I, I think that this show scene 
as a whole gets five points. Five. Five. Wow. It's just something that's not duplicated at Disney World. It's just mm-hmm. not something that's replicated anywhere, to my mind. What that scene does, it's so iconic. You got the the clouds and the moon and the, I mean, all of it is just so iconic. It's so tranquil. It's peaceful. It feels very New Orleans, right? Which is where it's set effectively, right? Well, and, and as someone who encountered Disney World's Pirates second, mm-hmm. I remember uh, seeing that Moonlight Bay scene, the very, very far away boat, um, and thinking, oh, the, that's kind of the Blue Bayou feel, but in a window. Yeah. And, and Eric, well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to poo poo Disney World at all, but, but that's just. No, me neither. When you go on the ride at Disney World, like, I'm missing something. It's too abrupt. It's all happening too fast. I'm missing the setting the scene. You know what I mean? Well, uh, clearly, clearly the judge is uh, ruling against me at this point. <laughs> but I, I'm saying when you get onto that boat at Walt Disney World, you get into the boat, you're, you've been walking through. This queue that is part of a part of a Spanish fortress, you're escaping potentially from those pirates. You're walking through that area. You see that that ship off in the distance, and you're saying, "I got to get out of here." So you're Eric, getting into Eric. You you mentioned a key problem between these two. You're walking. Well, he makes a fair point. And the queue does the queue <laughs> does the job, Eric. And the, you know the queue got, I think, multiple points. And 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 that's you're right. That that's where I got many points in the last episode was because of the queue. So the queue is part of the show, and we'll talk about land impact again as we go forward. But you're you're now immersed into into this environment where you're going through. You're starting to feel the story as you go. If you're really into it you can feel it as you get to this portion of the ride, when you're getting onto the boat, it's it's when things shift, it gets darker. You can see a pirate ship off in the distance. You get into your boat, you're floating past these initial scenes where there is a pirate ship off in the distance and you have walked past the, the portions of this, uh, this queue that are all, basically this fort is defending itself against pirates and you feel like you are a person who is escaping a pirate attack. And, and that's, that's the entire idea. So you get into your boat, you start to flow, flow past the, the initial scene. Also a, a, a really pretty well done scene of clouds and a, a, and the moon, it's dark, it's nighttime, you see these great effects off in the distance, and then you head into your your dark, blue-lit caverns where you hear the initial pirate's music. Uh, you round the corner. We're starting so in, in, let me, in let me get a different to, space. Let me get to the my point. And, and, and I'm sorry, I may be the wrong judge for this because I, you lost me. Uh, I didn't get any of that. I've been on the ride quite a few times. I just didn't get that. I, I didn't get that feel. Um, but that's, that's maybe a me problem because I can't see for Supreme. Well, I mean, sorry. What, Supreme. what I, what I, what I can tell you from somebody who has watched, been on these, both these rides and watched both of the rides in painstaking detail, um, to try to see the differences between scenes. Um, 
and there are differences. I think um, some an argument that I can make for Disney World's presentation is that you could say that this that the the the, the caves at the beginning are like an escape route out of the fortress and that like pirates have tried and failed in the past to get through it, which is why we see, you know, skeletons and whatnot. Right. Um, Why they would bring their treasure with them if they're invading the castle. I don't know, but um, putting my most and piratey reasons, right. Very piratey reasons. I mean, putting a uh, my, like my most charitable hat on for this, I think it, thematically in terms of like it becoming a very, very clear, this is why we are now in caves. They both kind of have some amount of um, suspension of disbelief that needs to be done, but, but it's a theme sure. park. I mean, that's, right. that's where we are. But what, what I was, what I was getting at and, and it certainly am not trying to make anybody defensive, but what I'm to my mind, and you know, I'm a very linear thinker. And I, and so right. what I'm thinking is that the first scene you come to in pirates at magic kingdom is effectively the same scene you come to after the drop Hills at Disneyland, right? Desert right. beach it's, bones, right? It, so that's skeletons. So as yeah. far as I'm concerned, my point is we're already there at Disney world. And it was like one of the first things that happened is after the two drop Hills in, in magic King or in Disneyland. Right. So, yeah, I think, though, in in absolute fairness to both of these rides, I think this might be a case of you expecting a thing and the thing not happening. I think if your first experiences with the Magic Kingdom one, it does make a it it does fit if you are, you know, because you would imagine any fortress built at that time on an island would have like an escape route through. Right. And, and this is what I'm going for. I, this is my first experience and it, it did not feel incongruent. It felt like, Hey, I've gone through this entire queue. I've seen these things. We're getting into boats. I, I understand the story that we're escaping from pirates. Cause you can see that pirate off in the bay you see great. I love the cloud effects over that pirate ship see on the right. Pirate in the bay. There's a ship. It, where well, there's a ship in it, the loading dock. It's on the right as you're as you initially yeah. start the ride. It's on the right. There's a ship, a tiny ship that looks like it's in the distance. You don't know what's going on, but the clouds are scary, and it, it you get and that it, sense. I, that I guess is awry. It is kind of, and I don't mean this as an insult. It is kind of underwhelming. If you're used to, if you're looking for bigger things. Yeah, I think that that's, that's maybe I'm doing it a disservice just by my experience with Disneyland and what it does to set the scene and what this does to set the scene. I I just, I don't think it does it better, but I don't know because, well, and again, it's all subjective, but Eric, this was the first thing you experienced. Did that room at Disneyland make an impact on you and did it make it, did it enhance the experience having that scene setting? Well, yeah, let me, yeah, let me explain this because it, that coming from that experience in the original, well, well, the original versus the, the real one versus Disney world. Yes. (laughs) Real versus fake. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Caribbean versus Caribbean. No, I, I, I felt 
I, I remember feeling that that eerie sense. It's it's very different from going through the bayou where you're like, why am I here? Why am I in the bayou? I personally, mm. I don't understand why I'm floating through New Orleans. I love that scene. I love floating past the restaurant, whether it's empty or it's full of people. I love that sense. But why am I in a boat? Because mm. you're in New Orleans Square. That's right. But where am I? Go- I'm in a boat in New Orleans. I'm going down a, a, a river or something. There are alligators. There's a dude. You're in the bayou. There's someone. There's a there's an orange bird playing the banjo somewhere in the background. I don't know. Uh, I mean, but Dan Dan, in, Dan in said it himself. You have got to suspend disbelief a little bit because why are you in a boat in Adventureland? Yeah. But yeah, I get that. But in Walt Disney World, you've walked through a fort. You've mm-hmm. spent all of this time walking through an area yeah, where right. you're saying there's something going on. There are cannons, there are rifles, there are guns. This is a, a this is a stocked fort. These people are defending against something. You get into a boat, you see a pirate ship off in the distance, you immediately get, "Yes, I am getting away from these pirates. I'm going through a cave sequence. I'm going through these yeah. things. I see skeletons of pirates and I go, these pirates have been here before. I don't quite under. Sure. Well, I don't understand exactly what they've done in the past. I don't completely understand what's happening, but I'm going from a themed space into another themed space. And then I have a talking skull telling me, Hey, crazy things are afoot. You're about yeah, but- to go down a, a waterfall. But Eric, if you think about it, the prequel trilogy of Star Wars is also narratively very solid. Um, <laughs> All right, you know, here, like- here's, here's what I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to concede something here. Wait a minute, I'm going to concede something. So, and, and this, thank you for explaining it. That's why we do the show. Um, what's happening at Disney World is you're in this sort of mishmash somewhere between adventure and uh, and frontier in this pirate cove, right? It's all very sort of caribbean theming feeling right and you go into an actual fort you go through the fort you experience that transition and there's ominous whatever and then i've never seen that boat so that's just a me problem because i can't see um but but yes you're almost like on the loading dock in the back of the fort and you're behind the fort you're getting into water and you're transitioning to this to this pirate scene and whatever so i think to your point it's telling that story easier than is Disneyland because to to your earlier point, wh- why did how do we go from the Bayou to the Caribbean? Well, um, and I I, th- I think also this is another example, and I'm actually having a lot of fun collecting these of a, a situation where Disney World is a lot more um literal. It's a lot more like okay, linear. Here we go. Now this makes sense because of this. Uh, Osh Popham owns this restaurant or whatever because there's a movie, and this all make this all Summer this magic. is this is all linear. It all makes sense, just like you know the 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 addresses in Liberty Square. Linear yeah. makes right, sense. There's right. a reason. Everything can be explained, and that's totally that's totally fine. And that that's a that's the evolution ongoing, of Imagineering. It's an, yeah, it's an ongoing trend at Disney World. Where mm-hmm. Disneyland is like just a bunch of weirdos who are chain smoking, chain drinking, uh, animators, perverts with like, you know, short sleeve shirts and tiny ties. Like, right. 
So, so what I'm saying is I will give Disney World a point for making the whole thing more congruous. Ahoy, and I don't mate. have to suspend How disbelief as taco? much. So I, I will concede that point. What I want to get to is that effectively what's going to happen is between effectively the drops, right? You have the drops come at Disney world after these two show scenes, you know, the one of the skeleton driving the, the boat and mm-hmm. the other one. So you got that and then you go through the drops and then you're in the big room, your, um, your big ship, right? The first show scene. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And with, and from there on out for the most part, the ride is the same for the most part, for the most part. Right. So, so let's, let's get to that Kinda. point first and we could talk about the differences, but let's, let's get up to, the battle scene with uh, with Barbosa on the ship. Let's get there first. Do we want to need a third episode? We oh, might. Geez, we do, might. We, do we do we want to do we want to start with some of the caverns that are the same? Or yeah, yeah well, for sure. I, I want to cover back. it. What I'm saying is the next the, Dan, you go until you get okay. to the boat, and then Eric, you go until Got you it. get to Barbosa. Because I'm already at the drop. I'm right. I'm already there, and that's my point. Yeah. That was okay, the whole so, point before. So I'm so I'm catching up to the Hurricane Grotto scene. Yeah. So you ended okay, yeah, at Hur- the Hurricane Bay. Yeah. You ended at the Talking Skull, Dead right. Man Tail No Tails. That's where you ended. Okay. And the next okay. time you're going to stop is at Barbosa. Okay. So does Eric go? Now? <laughs> no, he hasn't. Y- okay. You go and I'll fill in. I'm talking yeah, about upper caverns. Details. Or. Yes. You're okay, talking here we about go. whatever you want to talk about after this okay. talking skeleton. The end. Okay. So capitalism was to um <laughs> no Jesus. <laughs> Merriam Webster. Karl <laughs> Marx once said. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh and Jimmy, at some point you might want to access my notes because I do have pictures. I put it in our, our chat on Facebook. Um so you go down. I just saw that. You <laughs> you go down uh the first longest drop. It is five thousand feet long um <laughs> yeah i think it already got points for that for the record uh, yeah no i i, I know i got it it's a, at a 21 degree angle by the way and you kind of get wet sometimes rarely significantly so basically if you see someone wearing a poncho you rip it off of them and you make fun of them um you get your first introduction to yoho and mm-hmm. it's just a nice little you know cavernous space where you are introduced to this song uh there's jimmy um and then you go down another hill. It is a bajillion feet long. Um, wait, wait, and, wait. One uh, full bajillion? <laughs> one full bajillion. <laughs> um, and then you hear... I'm, I'm a, glad you didn't look up how long those were. <laughs> then you do... I did, but I got the wrong information. Um, you, then you hear a dreamy audio version. long. <laughs> of Yoho with dead men tell no tales echoing in intervals, just like at Disney World. And if you look through right after you splash down, there's a little cave opening right in front of you. And if you see, if you look through that, you can see clouds form a Jolly Roger through that opening. I've never seen that point. Yay. So. Once you're around the corner, this is where the Magic Kingdom stuff starts. Um, uh, so here's a quick defense of what can feel conceptually abridged for Disneyland people. And I kind of got into that. The real fort would have some kind of tunnel, tunnel system as a defense. Uh, there's realism involved. We don't need the dream sequence. Um, and then we go to Dead Man's Cove. I think that the seagull is the star of the scene. 
Um, could be wrong. And the seagull on just, the hat. Seagull on the hat. That's the is this the one where they're real bones as broken on the Ears Up podcast? Um, no. We'll get into that. Okay. That's um, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, so it's something that is a nice side effect of having the uh, waterfall right before this is that boats going down the drop behind you create like a tide effect. Like if you are actually were in a tidal cave, if this is a feeling you would have. Does intention matter there? Did Mark Davis say that this was going to be happening? I didn't find anything, but in the end, the experience is what matters. Um and one thing I noticed in watching side-by-side, literally side-by-side videos of these, is that the Hurricane Lagoon, which is the next scene, is at Disney World is placed in a way that sends strobes into the Dead Man's Cove, um, where at Disneyland you're moving around things to get to the scenes. And at Magic Kingdom, it's kind of just like, okay, here's a scene. This scene can fit over here. And there's unintentional effects of having this moment where you are uh, seeing these skeletons on an island have like lightning on it. Um, so hmm. there's throughout these scenes, you will notice that there's a development of a skeleton narrative from dormant to more active. So um, just kind of keep an eye out for that. Like you have dis- that the rocks form a skull which is, you know, not a real skull. And then you get skeletons and then they become more active. Right. Well, at, at Magic Kingdom, the rocks form a skull. At Disneyland, right. the oh, clouds right. form the skull. Right. So don't you dare yeah, try to take a for that. One is a projection effect. One is a uh, sculpture effect. Okay. Got it. We haven't gotten yeah, there like, yet. Can, can, everybody, can everybody hear Dan's eyes roll <laughs> on the mic? Now, Dan, uh, at, at what point in 2012, they added projections of mermaids swimming alongside the boats? Is that right here? Uh, that's, that's magic kingdom. I don't know. Yeah. That was magic kingdom. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll get there then later. (laughs) So it's it's over. It's fine. Yeah. In this covered the entire thing. So in this scene, uh, which was dead man's cove, you could see, um, one of the skeletons laying in, uh, the hole dug for the treasure and that became the grave. Um, and, there's a difference in poetic narrative in these two rides at the magic kingdom. You can see that all of them died in a sword fight and you can see there's a picture there, Jimmy. Uh, there's the assailant is unknown. It's likely they were likely trying to storm the fort based on what we heard about the escape system um, and raise the Jolly Rat and Jolly Roger that they have with them. So that fits, but why is there treasure? Because they're pirates. Okay. Got it. Uh, at Disneyland, you will see that, uh, one is against the wall with a sword in his chest. And one of the hands is trying to get the sword out. Um, another skeleton is on the ground, literally stabbed in the back. And the last one is in the hole for the treasure with a pistol in his hand. Uh, now this could be an act of betrayal, and fate all all at once. Here's this bloodthirsty pirate who, you know, stabbed his, who killed his shipmates, probably with the pistol. You know, one of the swords is the sword that he had. And if you're asking yourself, why would somebody have a sword and a pistol? Well, um, if you look at the original attraction poster that featured a pirate with a pistol in one hand and a sword in the other. And the pirate in the hole is wearing a red coat, just like the pirate in the poster. Again, this isn't something that I have an essay from Mark Davis on, but it does have a connection. 
And if you look at the poster, there's the parrot that was on the pirate's shoulder. Where's the parrot? Well, possibly flew away and made it to the entrance where it hangs out and talks to guests. Okay. Uh, for everybody's reference, the poster of Pirates is parodied on Disneyland.com and is our show image. Oh, there you go. Um, so, I mean, that parrot uh, maybe made it to the end of the Walt Disney World attraction. So. Also possible. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but I think that the narrative poetry of Disneyland's show scene is... It's there's there's a there there, you know, uh, where at Disney World is just oh pirates that didn't make it. Um, so then we go to the Hurricane Lagoon and this effect is uh, it has a pirate. Uh, I'm going to assume that if you're listening to this episode, you know, the scene I'm talking about just for some brevity. Um, Describe the, how many ribs he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the rain effect that you have seen is accomplished by using multiple screens and uh, fans blown on the skeleton to make it move and everything. Here's some differences between the two. The Disneyland scene is more tucked away and above eye level. So there's opportunities for more um, nuanced lighting. It's generally darker, greater distance from guests means more fans can be used for stronger wind and more depth for the storm storm animation. And there's a more clearly defined shipwreck and more details in said shipwreck. And yeah, I will, I will, um, I will heed that point watching both. Um, the strobe effect of the lightning at Disneyland and the the mass cavernous imagery in that flash of that pirate steering the ship is much grander, ironically, um, than is the Disney World equivalent of the same. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and so you're welcome. After this point, this is where the Magic Kingdom allegedly has a drop after taking a fun pick <laughs> after the Chuck E. Cheese pirate puppet asks if you've had enough taco. It's the um, same amount of drop. It's not. Not total. It's not. It's not. It's not. 14 no, it, feet down. I forget what mine was. It was, it was like 50. Yeah, it was technically in the 20s. longer. It was, it was I mean, one bajillion feet is is. Um, <laughs> well, and, okay. and it already got a Hold point on. for it, Eric. But it, it was a it was a more thrilling, longer drop. Yeah, and I think the drop at Magic Kingdom isn't as steep, but I don't have any numbers it's to back no, that. Uh, uh, twenty-one degrees. Twenty-one degrees. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. So more things. It's the same do- drop. I don't. It's there's not, just though. one instead of two. I don't think exactly. it is. It's, what I is have, your second? Your your second drop is is less. Twenty one degree is angle. A lesser drop. I it's, think the, the first angle drop could is be the same for both. I, look, no. I've gotten wrong information before. The angle could be wrong on this because I. Uh, can we it just matter. say fast pass show corrections if we need to? Yeah, um, it's been established. In my yeah, it's it's my my sense memory of it is that it is steeper. And I would be surprised, but I would accept it if they're the same. So uh, things that uh, Disneyland has that Magic Kingdom doesn't. um, I have a whole thing uh, copied down here, but I'm just going to talk it through. So you go from there, you uh, from the Hurricane Grotto, you can see on uh, you first see the bar scene. There's a bar scene and that does have a chess table with the same effect. It's based off the same drawing. Um, 
Oh, really? No, yeah, it really? has. It's not based off the same drawing. They're two different drawings, but the same person. Um, and so, yes, no, it does no, the same. The same person drew two different drawings, right? Wait, but the same drawing they, is what? As you saying that Mark Davis's chess in the queue from the queue was the same as in the original. It's the same. The same idea. Yes. Oh, except look at did, that. Except at Disneyland. They don't go in and clean it, so nobody can move the pieces around. Um, so, yes, the concept... So, point for Disney World for cleaning. Sure, because you eat on that chess table. Um, I don't know. I don't see chess. I see two guys at a board, okay. but I don't see any There's chess. There's a Supreme. thing in a book that says <laughs> that it's the same thing. Do you want me okay, to pull out the book? Do you want me to resurrect Mark Davis? Here, hold on. Hello, I think maybe I'm Mark Davis. I think it maybe has been changed because I'm looking at the 2021 ride. But it exists. Okay. You know, you anyway, know what? Never mind. It doesn't. You're fine. This ride, the whole ride, it's mean, this whole ride no, is fake. I've never, I've never <laughs> been on it. I've never been to Disneyland. Listen, go ahead. I, I, I believe you. I like that the chandelier just, in that room is get, a steering wheel. When we get into debate pervert mode, I just can't deal with it sometimes um so anyway speaking of pervert there's a painting um do i do i have to supreme pervert too is that is that no, a bad word so. supreme okay um so anyway we have uh skeletons holding uh things that are probably alcoholic because they're glowing in red um mm-hmm. i'm they're evil therefore yes yes it's bad mm. um and there's a painting above the bar scene that is a lady that is oh so sexy. Mm. And um, Zoom basically, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could get into more, but we're already past the hour of this recording. So um, then now here here am the question. Real skeletons. Um, so <laughs> apparently fake skeletons in the sixties didn't look that great and it just didn't pass this. And, and this tidbit doesn't necessarily pass my smell test since making molds existed at that time, but whatever. Um, apparently they were using real skeletons at the beginning. Uh, and they, it's probably, true because disney's been kind of tight-lipped about it and supposedly one skull remains and that is the one on the captain's headboard which is in the the next scene i'm going to talk about it i'm not saying that this is definitely true or not however you can notice if you look at it it's a different size color and overall shape than all the other skulls in the attraction and there are many Mm, interesting and that's in this room that's in the next room. That the I'm next room. Next yeah. Right. So um, I think people of a certain age probably probably remember this being talked about. Uh, and I remember as a kid, I definitely thought Disney killed people, which is <laughs> the reason I was wow. afraid of this ride. Uh, and if I remember correctly, the story was that they slowly swapped out skeletons with each closure, which maybe... Applying Occam's razor to this, there was probably one or two originally, and some Imagineer misread the opportunity to spread a rumor after Walt wasn't around, and that probably got muddled in with the promotion around Haunted Mansion. Um, However, if true, all have supposedly been replaced and given proper burials, and um, we should totally use that for clickbait. 
Uh, so you're saying that H.H. H. Holmes, America's first serial killer at the Columbian Exposition, yes, who famously killed a lot of people and turned their skeletons into something that he would sell to medical schools, one of those skeletons is definitely in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Bay. And Hashtag he piloted the Columbia, which goes around the river. Nice. Yes. Um, so now we're in the so Pirates' quarters, yes? Now we're in Pirates' quarters. And... Um, Oh, my, my ride goodness. doesn't have any of these things. It's I know. That's right. Sure, sure doesn't. <laughs> my job is easy. <laughs> uh, so we float past the quarters of the captain himself. Um, nothing more than a bony corpse. And there's a harpsichord playing in the corner that telegraphs the piano effect, the self-playing piano effect in Haunted Mansion playing uh, the Yoho song. And... Uh, after again, there's so many details here that I li- literally I find something new every time I ride this ride. Um, and that, not that, necessarily that has the here. coins from the movie, and- <laughs> yeah, not necessarily here, but in this usually in this area. Um, and then we reach a treasure with a skeleton on top uh, to remind guests that even the finest riches and wealth are no match for death. So, Dan, so- just Back to the point yes. of the the organ. So that that kind of goes with your it's it's a harpsichord. Harpsichord. It's what kind of goes with your theory of these rides being linked. Um. Again, I don't know how much, especially in this particular situation, I don't know how much of it is intended. However, when you have yeah, roughly the theory. same group of people, yeah, when you have roughly the same group of people working on kind of a similar themed kind of thing there's going to be some some follow-through of ideas. Okay, then there's a lot of treasure. Then there's a lot of treasure, and then you go through a, a tunnel. Uh, Do you have anything about is, the treasure room? I mean, there's there's a... It's it's what I said. I mean, I don't how know many how much longer... <laughs> so twelve, I did, 12 I, coins i counted them once pieces of eight. it's all scratchers um i like the uh <laughs> i like the the water effect you know shiny gold water effect in right, that room That's right very cool point so thank ooh. wait wait oh you're giving him a point for something he didn't say okay <laughs> it doesn't mean I it doesn't exist i'm gonna say it uh what <laughs> about he point for the it. What about point for the differences in the poetic narrative of the, the uh, Dead Man's Cove? You get uh, a life point for that, Dan. Um, then you go through. <laughs> so a, I, I, I want to say something. That. I want to stop you. I want to say something. When doing research for this show, and I've said this before, when doing research for this show, you find so many nuances. You get so passionate. Not not you, anyone. You get so passionate about all the nuance. And the the problem with the subjectivity of this this all of this is that I appreciate that you did all that work and I appreciate same with, with Eric. I appreciate you did all that work, but as a coming at it, trying to come at it from a standard guest experiencing something, I don't know if, you know, that's a lot of interpretation on your part in some ways or whatever. So I don't want you, either of you to get offended when okay. I don't acknowledge right. something. I leaned a little bit too hard on the wrong, the wrong part of it, which is the poster part. I'm talking about the, the the fact that if you look if you look at the scene itself you could piece together how each person met their end yeah no it's great absolutely okay. i just think it's going right. to be lost on a lot I of people need, but i appreciate I validation and i need the list the listener appreciates hearing that and it will add more to their experience next time which is another point of this show 
Right. I, look, you know, you know, I have, I, I have daddy issues. I just needed validation. <laughs> Good job, son. Man. Thank you. All right. Um, well, here's, here's Dan's. Um, oh, no. His, where did it go? Oh, I had a sound for him, but it, that's weird. Wah, Never mind. Wah. Dan doesn't have a sound. A life sound. No. Sorry, Dan. Okay. So then you go through a tunnel that's really kind of a transitional tunnel. Transitional tunnel. Um, and this takes you from the treasure scene to the place where I get to stop talking and drink some water and possibly pee. Um, I'd like to point out that yes. um, in 2000 and uh, let me see, 2018. Are you talking about the uh, the new pirate in the cage, the the skeleton that turns into a dude? Uh, no, but I do. The, I, I, the cartoony octopus. I want Dan to talk about that, assuming he has it. I I kind of meant. Um, in late 2012, projections of mermaids. We talked about that. God, I'm trying to oh, find. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what. Are you Disney talking World, about Disneyland. the mist screen? Oh, here we go. Yes, in 2018, refurbishment at Disneyland also included three changes in the tunnel scene following the treasure room. The Mist Waterfall and Davy Jones slash Blackbeard narration was removed entirely. The original 1967 narration by Paul Fries was reinstated. And a scene and was added at the end. Right. And the scene was added at the end of the cave, depicting a skeleton transforming into a live pirate as the boat passes by. Point for Paul Fries, point for that transitioning pirate. No, oh, too many points. <laughs> Um, and those of you watching the video, I do apologize if you're getting seasick, but I got wicked ADHD and I'm, um, <laughs> yeah, that camera's got a, a good, I can't, going to I it. can't, it's not on purpose. I just, if I should, if I were to try to not do it, track here. it would be unmanageable. <laughs> that assumes that I'm going to uh, post this video ever. Right. Anyway, just saying. Um, so yeah, we have the pirate, uh, so, so there's a, in towards the end of this, t- oh, by the way, in this tunnel that we're talking about, if you want to just a few feet into it, you can kind of look to the left and you'll see a place where there's like a cast member or, or emergency connection to the, um, dead man's grotto scene. Mm-hmm. The two are right next to each other. Um, it's not it's not super obvious, but if you catch it at the right angle, you can kind of see like, oh, that's on the other side of this wall. And speaking oh. of the other side of this wall, the it's tunnel goes uh, the tunnel goes under uh, the Santa Fe and Disneyland Railroad, which we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. And, the, and this is you going to the show building outside the verm. The verm. Wow. <laughs> um, English is my second language, everybody. Um, it's not true. So there used to be spooky versions of Yoho in there, which is my favorite version of it. Uh, and the spo- and then they had, like Jimmy was talking about, the mist screens, and that's all you had in that room. And now the spooky music is. Um, and you go by a skeleton with, yes, a cartoonish octopus. I don't really necessarily like this element, but I already got a point, so whatever. Um I like the skeleton and pirate. I, I like that effect. The, the octopus is too much. Yeah, I didn't the say anything about the octopus. The octopus is definitely too much. The skeleton and pirate, to, I'm not going to fault anyone for liking it. I'm just saying, for me, it it 
I can see the effect too easily and it feels tacked on, but, but whatever. But it's, it's something, it's a long it's, hallway. It's otherwise it's, it's a long space yeah. without that missed right. screen. You but it's also something. doing that same limiter thing, right? Where then you go into this massive show scene because you've been constricted and it's the same right. effect that is used over and over again. Uh, for the right. listener, and- um, just before we get to there, so to conso- coincide with the release of the 2011 film Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, a projection of Captain Blackbeard from the film portrayed by original actor Ian McShane temporarily replaced the 2008 Waterfall Mist projection of Davy Jones in both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom in the beginning of May 20th, 2011. But they're all gone. And that's the me. that's the monkey, David Davy Jones, by the way. Um, the- Got it. Okay. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. That, not, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, That's I the next podcast. Dan hates the monkeys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. So, and I guess the monkeys, Dan, you're a monster. Anyways, so that skeleton pirate effect, I think, could be a little bit of that. Uh, Walt Disney World literalism sprinkled into here, and that's probably why my brain doesn't. Trying to do like the it. story. It's a morality tale. You know what? Jimmy should just take a few points away for that. Mm-mm. No. For making it too obvious. Hey, Eric, talk about the cannibal fight. The cannibal Please. fight? So Dan Cannab- is now at <laughs> the Barbosa. Barbosa, right? That's his name. That's the, the that's where you yes. are now. So Eric's going to get us from where he was to that scene. Not barbacoa, the delicious meat. Delicious. Delicious spiced beef. <laughs> um, yeah. Captain well, Spiced Beef. <laughs> Captain Spice Beef. <laughs> Let's get to Captain Spice Beef. Uh, we we already kind of talked about it, so I don't have a whole lot more to add here. Uh, we, basically, you get into your boat. You start riding in your boat. You pass the scene to the right that shows a pirate ship in the distance. You um, have great uh, cloud effects from Yell Gracie. And, uh, yeah, you head through a blue cavern for uh, basically about a minute and a half, and you arrive at the first scene with skeletons on the beach, very similar to Dan's description. He Mm -hmm. already talked about the uh, slight differences between the two scenes, between our, our two attractions. Another 20, 30 seconds, and you're passing the same, a very similar... Hurricane Bay skeleton. Um, and then it's another um, it, it's another 15 seconds to the talking skull. The one that takes your picture. It's got huge glowing red eyes. It's off to your left and no one is looking at it when you get your picture. So, um, I mean, personally, I know Jimmy's not here to assign points or anything. He's here in spirit. I mean, yeah, he's here in spirit and I'm sure he would not give me points for getting a ride photo that isn't isn't a great time for a ride photo i don't know this ride at magic kingdom needs either a ride photo neither a ride photo nor a fast pass or lightning lane now i I mean the lightning lane definitely because it does take an hour to stand in that line and you Um, are correct no points awarded mine doesn't it's it's different yeah i mean disneyland the capacity is slightly higher, slightly, only only a few thousand people more per hour. Oh, and um, and by the way, just before I forget, I know this is kind of 
stepping out a little bit as far as queue changes. Cause currently as we record this parts of the Caribbean is closed for possible queue changes. I've been keeping up with it. There's nothing conclusive. It's probably going to be about the same, but they're probably going to change configurations of things. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'm not too worried about that as far as. So, this, uh, but Eric, concerned. back to the thing that's not there anymore, but I think it's, it's important. They, um, uh, they had projections of mermaids swimming alongside the boats. Is this that? Yeah, that part? yeah. That effect was it was added in because of the movie. Uh, they they also had a mermaid skeleton in that right. first that first area, um, but ultimately the Imagineers decided that the effect didn't work well. Yeah, the um, mermaid projection was uh, removed in 2015 as it reportedly didn't live up to Imagineers' expectations. Right. I know but, I was on the ride at that time period and I have no memory of it. So obviously it did yeah. not make a lasting impact. However, I remember fit, seeing the mermaid skeleton, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. And and to fit the linear narrative that Disney World is so, you know, famous for doing, they all had those Spanish soldier hats, the mermaids. Oh, funsies. All, all, no, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. All of the mermaids held up a sign that read, you're about to go back in time, folks. <laughs> um, may as well. Have. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as the story is concerned, I've got some, I have so many notes. <laughs> Dan and I have so much that we've looked at. So but ultimately, <sighs> it, this initial sequence, before you get to any drop, it, like Disneyland has already had a drop. We're We're just going through... We, we leave a, an area where we say, okay, we're in a Spanish fort. We see a ship off in the distance. We get into your boat. You start going through through some creepy <laughs> caverns, and suddenly you're looking at pirates. And then you look at a an undead pirate who is uh, piloting a ship. And then you get to a skull that says, hey. <laughs> You, you're gonna you're gonna go down there's a waterfall you should you should go down it hey what's up everybody i'm a pirate hey. <laughs> it too is exitensio yes it's not no oh, uh, no, no. Not, it, it, well yeah so here's, here's something <laughs> yeah i i think yeah the 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 skull is exitensio as i Mm-mm. recall um now, they changed it the video that i've seen recently is notably they're they're trying to sound like Existencio. yeah Walt Disney World is no longer Existencio now here's something oh, interesting it, it is basically a hoy there mateys with enough taco <laughs> <laughs> hey you guys need tacos um here's something interesting that I think might have changed some of the narrative and I, I I'm not going for a point here it's just one of those things that that was developed along with the along with the the ride because they they didn't want to do this ride initially and then they had to they tried to change some of the narrative so instead of what when the ride opened it reused some of the dialogue from the original Disneyland version but they did develop some additional dialogue for that area in Walt Disney World that would have changed things. So I have uh, what follow what follows is me uh, doing two different pirate voices <laughs> that well, I'm here uh, for I this. think that I think everyone will love. Yes. Arr, didn't I right. see you at the Walmart in Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> 
the outlet mall be <laughs> rife with spirit jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Voice number one. Hear ye a dead man's tale of a dastardly deed. Brave seamen these. <laughs> bury the gold that... Now, calm down, Dan. <laughs> Supreme. <laughs> Helped bury the gold they did, then silenced forever. Har! So thought that black-hearted devil. But stay, I told their tale afore, now I be telling it again. Here be where the gold. Dead men tell no tales. Voice two. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Look there upon these pirates bold. Take heed whilst I tell you the gruesome deaths of their slight misfortune and the treacherous act what did them in. Unsuspecting rogues, unmindful, dead men tell no tales. So the, it's Don't really... do drugs, uh, kids. It, it, it's to <laughs> Dan's point. It's very, it, it really lays out that narrative. It's saying, no, look at these, these two dead guys. And now we're going to go back in time and we're going to tell the story of the treacherous um the treacherous acts that come later that will tell the outcome of we're seeing the outcome of you steal you loot uh you uh rape you pillage and this is what happens you're all dead on a shore somewhere Drink except now jack sparrow is there and the entire story has changed right remember kiddies piracy is bad so is burning down the town just in case it's not clear <laughs> to, but, uh, again also thievery is bad according to several laws and the bible let's <laughs> pause for a moment of prayer <laughs> there's a skeleton with a sword in his stomach there's a skeleton with a sword Hold, he's holding the sword he's got a gull in his hat there's another guy with his face down in the sand he's got a sword in his back crabs are near a treasure chest the mermaid skeleton is gone um it's it's the same the same sort of thing. And then you pass the uh, the skeleton lashed to the wheel. Your attention, please. <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Oh, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good time for a commercial break. I know. Maybe. Uh, anyway, so now we are... Eric, what were the things that you were saying that we didn't hear? We were actually ignoring him. Don't tell him. Basically, let's see. What was I talking about? Um, so we we have a cannonball fight. There, it's the wicked wench versus. Uh, we didn't get the Spanish there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Oh God, really? No, we have not gotten to the wicked wench yet. I was basically oh. wrapping up with. Uh, did you hear the end of my um, my great re- recitation of the original script that did not get implemented? We at did. Disney yes. World? Okay. Um, let me see here. And it was delightful. Oh, thank you. Really should consider a voiceover career. Oh, I have one. Except oh, Jason great. stopped. Um, Jason recorded his own 21st Amendment. That's and, right. Can. Okay, fine. <laughs> so I ended up telling the, uh, going through the two voices. These were so we supposed have- to be implemented in the ride to make a very literal As Dan has been saying, make it very literal, very pointed that, yes, you're starting out in the past and let's go and see what happened that that started the entire story, except now Jack Sparrow is there and the entire story has changed. Yeah. So where are we on your version of this ride? Um, We now drop down the drop, the 14 vertical feet drop, (laughs) and... 
now we are at now we're at the wicked wench here we mm-hmm. are. So now we're back to there Dan to talk about. Now this is what we're. Oh no! We're this hour. throws off. This completely throws off how I prepared to do this. But I can do it. Oh no! Um, well, uh, so but the so the, at this point forward, many of the scenes are common, very similar. Right. Right. Um, and we'll you you've listening to this. You've been on the rides. You know what they are, and they're you know world famous. But let's let's go through them as quickly as possible. So should we just talk about differences here? Because I mean, if you've listened to three hours of show by now you have been on this ride yes should i talk so, more yeah, I about bromine <laughs> <laughs> um, okay yeah so, so the pirate here, ship's called the wicked wench that's interesting right so in looking for differences here's what i found um disneyland seems like a bigger show scene i don't know that it necessarily is if that even matters um if you look um there's some differences in terms of what they do with the clouds at Disney at Disney World. There's a cloud that is very clearly supposed to be a pirate ship that is projected on the not wall on the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, where at Disneyland they do something different, where it's like a bigger cloud, but the but there's negative space that implies a pirate ship. Um, there's also a sword fight scene, not like that, you guys. Um, oh, Why would featuring we think that's shadows. Dirty? Swords, swords are irregular. <laughs> yeah, so this is and, and there's shadows on the building, right? Just sound effects right. and shadows projected. Right. right. Both or just the one? Just at Disney World, uh, right? Okay. No, at both. Oh, However, at Disney, here's the thing at Disney World, they have, and Jimmy, you might want to look at the notes. Eric, you're welcome to as well. Um, at Disney World, Sorry, at Disneyland, the sword fight scene is in the tower ahead of you. So you're already looking at it. It's like it's 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 above it's above your sight line and it's very easy to see. Uh, It's almost framed by the two structures uh, on either side of you at Disney World. They have the same thing, but it's brighter and larger, but, but it's visually obscured by the cannons in the fortress. Like it's it's. I'm explaining this. So, okay. Like we said, you've been on the ride. Imagine you're riding the ride to the right of you is the wicked wench to, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Every time left to the left. He was listener. He was using his left hand. I know if, if this was North or South, this would not be a problem. Education Um, industry. (laughs) Also learning disability. Okay. (laughs) 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 To the left of you. (laughs) At least they're consistent <laughs> to the left of you. Is so the let's wicked be clear, um, just for past show corrections. Yes. You're learning a disability or you have a learning disability? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, to the right of you is the fortress with the cannons. You've been there. You see it. Um, if you look above the cannons and the fortress, that is where they have done their darn best to recreate that sword fight scene but you have to kind of like crane your neck up and like you have you really have to fight all the visual cues in order to see it yeah i don't i don't have any recollection of that scene there we go i remember the scene but yeah okay so are there anything like like the cannon blasts like sometimes you get wet are they bigger at disney world are they I feel I I think they have they have gotten bigger at Disneyland 
within the, f- the last few years. Yeah, I've gotten more wet point, lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the, to the point that sometimes you do actually get wet and, um, just be aware too, that, um, when you think there's no more cannonballs, there is one as you transition yeah. to the mayor scene that can sometimes surprise you. Is that on the right or the left? It feels it's like it's on, on the right. It is on, hold on the left. <laughs> yeah. It's on the left. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. There, there's not that big a difference other than yeah, other than being able to see an element that isn't really seeable. Well, that's different. That's the difference. Yeah, the cannonballs. There's not that big a difference. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so mayor scene. Mayor scene. Uh, Carlos, don't be cheeky. Yes. yes. Now, if you look again, I got notes. I got pictures in the notes for those of you also on this show with me right now. Uh, the transition and within the scene itself at Disneyland, there appears to be more trees. Um, there's also kind of trees. That's interesting. But we, we was it on this show, like episode one, where we were talking about the design of the costumes and that they animate yeah. the, you know, so, and then the, the mineral oil. Uh, yes, yes, we did talk okay. about that. Thank yeah. you. I, was, um, I heard it recently and I wasn't quite sure what the source I was. I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> Ours. <laughs> so I have, uh, in my differences, Magic Kingdom has more boxes and large clutter in the foreground. Disneyland generally has more plants and docked boats that work to frame and separate the scenes um, throughout this entire city area. Um, and this is true here as well. Here's where you also see our first Captain Jack Sparrow who is trying to hide at the Magic Kingdom. He's just kind of there and conveniently nobody notices him. And at Disneyland, uh, he's behind a boat. On April 26th, uh, real quick, on April 26th, 2017, Disneyland ride closed during the afternoon to temporarily remove the first Jack Sparrow animatronic that Dan is speaking of hiding behind oh. the dresses. With actor Johnny Depp taking its place in costume and in character as Jack Sparrow, interacting with guests in real time live action as they passed by. This was part of a promotion for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tale No Tales. And he's been there ever since. <laughs> Nothing else to uh, do. Famously, he's been in a courtroom. Yeah, no, no, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Eric, you were saying uh, something? Yeah, I was saying that there's more of a building at, at Walt Disney World that, that separates the two scenes. Where yeah, as you're as you're heading around that corner, there there is there's a more defined okay. building aspect that says this scene is done. Johnny Depp is mm, hiding behind yeah. that building. Now look to the left to the auction scene. Okay, but they are visually. I you know I never saw it like that. Visually though, they are they are separated in both places, and I feel right. like the characters are closer at Magic Kingdom. Like you kind of just like go right up against it. You do get pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and you spend, I mean, you spend a decent amount of time heading up to that, that area. I, I mean, you spend like a, like 30 seconds or so coming around that corner and heading up to the scene and then passing it. I, I, I don't know what the timeline is for Disneyland, but it feels like a little bit longer. I think like the scenes are very similar, but. They're very similar, yes. You get, but I think more going time. going one to one, I I noticed a continuing pattern of Disneyland being like just a, giving themselves just a bit more space, like 
a little, little bit more of the third dimension so that there's more stuff to work with mm-hmm. it, 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 in between the scene and the writer. It's it, what's interesting to me, which is so counterintuitive of I'm, I'm going back and forth watching each of these ride videos and the Disney world one feels so much more intimate. And the Disneyland one is so much grander. It's really interesting. Yeah. It, it's um, surprising. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy because it's not the same sort of sense of of space. We're used to Disneyland saying, "Oh, we'll we'll make do with what we have," right? But Disneyland does feel bigger. But yeah, Disney mm-hmm. World, you get you get kind of up in there. Yeah. And and I'm 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 not I'm going to reserve judgment for how I feel about that. I'm just at this point I'm just surprised by it. Like when I'm watching one, I'm thinking it's got to be Disney World because it's so massive, but I'm wrong. Yeah. Um auction, Eric, you go. Auction. Um you go to the auction. You know the <laughs> scene. I don't know. And <laughs> I mean and this say? Well, okay. We've all seen the auction. Some changes have happened that we have all heard our crazy uncles talk about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because human trafficking generally, I'm going to go out on a limb here, usually not good. Um, Fair. Yeah. Uh, For our listeners from 40 years from now, they used to sell <laughs> women in this scene. <laughs> And for those of you listening now who still still don't get it, they were selling human beings. Yes. And that's generally not <laughs> yeah. frowned yeah, upon. Yeah. Yeah. We have mostly, except for a certain percentage of us that I won't say, uh, decided that that's not good. Anyway, um, so the, the, the scenes here from here, you've seen them. Uh, and then we get to... Are we? If we're talking about just the changes, I noticed some changes between the two, with the guy uh, saying "Here, kitty, kitty" in a lovely yeah. Drunk more voice. Paul Fries is going away. It's so sad. Oh, so you, much you Paul Fries in this in this show. You're around the Used corner at at Pirate Bill, old Bill. yeah, old yeah, Bill. Old, old Bill. Bill. Yes, who first appeared by the at way, Walt Disney World. By the way. Yes, oh, I was really? going to mention in one of my notes for this is that old Bill, that old Bill scene was originally designed in 1972 for the Magic Kingdom version, but the scene that was eventually brought to Disneyland. That explains some of the differences. By the way, special shout out to listener Winslow, who um, him and I share a profound love of the way this character is drunk. It's just it's such a great depiction. Old Bill. <laughs> actual drunkenness yeah <laughs> that's the kitty kitty one right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like share a little bit of yeah time it's, it's so good it's so good um so some differences in here i have to give it to magic kingdom a little bit because it has a little bit more set detail leading up to it on the right hand side of the boat yep um <laughs> <laughs> which gives it more space for stuff along to, that wall. To the it, listener not watching YouTube, Dan held up both of his hands and went, yes, in an L. that's the left, that's the the L. That's the L. <laughs> I usually only have to do it once, but I do always have to do it. Um, so there's more space for stuff. Uh, so at Disneyland, it's kind of like cluttered, a drunk guy in a corner, which works just fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at Magic Kingdom, it's more of like a defined part of the town. Yeah, it's. I suppose um, that's true. There is more, a little more to look at. Not, not a ton. I'm not disappointed. Not a ton. With Disneyland but in I any mean, way, yeah. 
Yeah, no, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. But if we are looking for those, you know, hairs to split, this could be one of them. Um, we got the burning town again, kind of the same. Uh, yeah, you the, pass the, the pirate singers, the, the the pirate singers. You pass the dog. Well, don't forget about the chasing people. Right. Oh, yeah. We. I mean, we've on the turntables. We've covered that. I mean, we. Okay. We've covered that in the sense that. Anyone listening to this has probably written it. Yeah, they, we're talking they, about we're talking about differences. They see pirate okay. rotating and woman with with broom moving slightly, and then right. uh, yeah, then you've got the the pooped pirate and Johnny Depp behind mm-hmm. in the barrel. Used to be a lady in because the barrel. used to be a lady in a in a blouse or like a her undergarments, right? Right. By the way, that pirate is basically Baron Harkonnen, and um. <laughs> That character is horrifying in its original form because it's like he's basically telling you, yeah, I'm going to do terrible that, things that to this and person. He's willing, what and did he's he willing say? He's willing to share. I can't yeah. wait to to raise my colors in. Yeah, uh, it's ugh. really gross. Um, and by the way, bloomers. If for the chase scene, if there's one thing the pirates are known for, it's their insatiable hunger for treats. <laughs> yes, and if they get it, then ladies will run after them it, with a, a rolling pin. Right, right. Because if you don't do that, then it's just a gag where the guy's running away from the larger one. This ride yeah. has 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 had some problems, but it's fine now. It's it's fine. totally fine. Yeah, and you pass some <laughs> pirates who are who are singing. There's mm-hmm. um, there's nice things there. You pass a hat burglar. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pirate uh, who's very interested in hats. He loves his hats. Um, and then there's the famous dirty foot pirate. Dirty foot pirate. Um, is the dirty foot as dirty at Disney World? It, it I'm looking at change. it right now. I, I, I agree with uh, previous assessments on different shows that um, are not ours, that sometimes that foot changes. Huh. Because um, there are times that that foot is just disgusting. Like you yeah, expect looking at it to drip right on Right now, you. the Disney World one, not so dirty. Hmm, okay. Hmm. In this He's, image. He took a, he took a dip in took the bromine. bath. And uh, by the way, um, the pirate with the pigs... Um, a friend of mine who I used to go to the parks with a ton, um, it's no longer with us. Um, she used to work in, I don't know where exactly, but she was a nurse. I think she worked in ER a lot. Um, she was explaining to me how they got the breathing on that passed out drunk pirate, like absolutely perfect because she was explaining that like, no, sometimes like if you watch the breathing on that pirate, there's points where you like, as a healthcare person, she was saying like, there are times when I see someone breathing like that and I'm like waiting to see the next breath because (laughs) there's so many, like it's so weird and like unnatural. Like it's, it's the breathing of a person who is like passed out drunk and you're like, you're just like waiting for the next breath to be like, (laughs) come on. All right. In (laughs) you can make it. Are you going to do an in? Okay. Yeah. 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 They breathed. Totally. Yeah, and and once I once you see that, you can kind of n- not unsee it, um, right? And then uh, the jail scene. Mm-hmm. 
And some differences I noticed is that Disneyland scene, and there's visuals for Jimmy on this one, is further in from the tunnel entrance, and you have burning embers in the foreground and transitional areas. Mm -hmm. Again, there's more of that. It's further away from you, and you're going to it, and they use the space around to further paint a picture. Um, and then now Disneyland gets a controversy. Disneyland gets gets a few uh, extra feet here. Mm hmm. Um, oh, yeah, we do. OK, so welcome to welcome back to my podcast, everybody. Um, uh, and by the way, <laughs> this is also the point at which when you're in that uh, in the collapsing ship section after the, the jail scene, this mm-hmm. is when you're transitioning out of the berm. Right. Back into the berm, under the berm. Yes. So it's a transition through burning embers and logs. The word, the wood creaks and moans and it's teetering. By the way, this is a, yes. a totally lost opportunity for them. They should have put a depth pi- uh, depth 100% in the jail. Why didn't yeah. they do it? That's what the scene was in the movie. Put it in the ride. I was, I thought you were joking, but that's actually not a bad idea because the way they use him later feels very tacked on. But anyway, Agreed. so tack him um, on here. He got to, he goes in jail. He totally. Thing. Um, so you're going through this this transitional period, transitional area, which I understand if it gets criticism from people for it backing up and being a uh, logjam place. Oh, you read my however, notes. Yeah. The, the- however, may I note that narratively, if you look, if you actually, so if you're actually looking at what they're doing there, rather than, you know, being like, oh, Tadger's appointment for Cinderella to finger his pudding at the Royal State Royal Table's coming up. <laughs> like, you, there's actually, a there's it, this is a potentially tense moment. I'm not saying that they did it well or not. I actually like it. I mean, there are times when it's too much, but um, if you think about there's a bunch of stuff above you and it's all teetering. Mm-hmm. Everything's embers. It's if, if that thing actually does fall on you, forgetting that you're in a ride and you know, it won't, you would be dead. That, that area is, is great to, to like get stuck in because it does, there's a slight movement around there there's and it does tension. feel scary. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's the next and, scene where I feel like you should keep moving. Well, yeah, but you don't have funny thing about flume rides is that in order to have that tension in this part, in the part that we're talking about, you need to also have a little bit of a backup in front of it. I don't know. Maybe they should have done it the other way. I don't know. But I'm just saying that, like, it it could be an omelet and an egg situation or I don't know. Maybe people are just missing out on that extra 20 seconds of their life. I really don't know. Um, so we move along to wait, wait, I, I'm, I'm yes. not done um, for me and for the listener who predominantly are Disneyland goers. Once you go through the jail scene and turn the corner at Disney world, the ride is over. That is the end of the ride. And you get backed up, you get bottlenecked a little bit here too at Disney World where you were just watching Johnny Depp and his little thing singing the song. Yeah, you get back up um, there. But that's it. That's the ride. And that is the definitive difference for me as a judge of this episode and as a fan of the parks. This is what makes Disneyland better. Definitively. Because it is. it adds to your point, Dan. Yeah, the bottleneck, whatever. But you get backed up at Disney World too. Not yeah. as frequently and not as almost guaranteed. Not as long, yeah. But 
but it creates this sense of tension and not just in the, the sunken boat scene, but also with all the pirates, you've got things hanging over your head, which are, are they a hidden Mickey? I forget. Everything's um, a hidden Mickey. Right. Sorry. But yeah, you've got the pirates and kinetic energy and they're fighting mm-hmm. and there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's movement and that kind of thing. I, I really enjoy, I mean, if you're going to be bottlenecked anywhere, I'd rather be bottlenecked there than sitting right. looking at the Johnny Depp animatronic. And it's a it's a funny scene because these are clearly drunk pirates shooting at one another right. in the town's arsenal. Where are the gunpowder is storm? Sto- yeah. Shooting storm? at the gunpowder. Shooting it, it at the gunpowder. Yeah. And it seems to be... It's, it's, yes? I, I just want to point out the the pirate who is on the, the wheel. Yes. Um, he's impaled by that, by that handle. I don't... Yep. It, He's that oh, drunk. I, I stare. Noticed. I stare at that so much because I'm like it's just coming out of his rib cage. Yeah, that, that so handle drunk he doesn't even notice. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've watched that so because I've been stuck in that room so many times. It's such a <laughs> terrible experience. I stare at that guy more than anything because which is physically it is physically weird. But I do want to note that I'm pretty sure that he is the pulley mechanism. So that oh, interesting. That animatronic is true. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing. I just wish that they had made it more clear that he's like his arms are draped right. over it, as opposed to it's coming out of his ribs. Yeah, I don't no, think I that was intentional. That. that it's coming out of his like. Yeah, clearly he's not dying because he was impaled on a chunk of wood. But well, because <laughs> these rides were meant to have rewritability, but I don't think to the extent that we are rewriting them. <laughs> sure. Uh, right. Um, right. So uh, they, uh, it seems to me like it's a play fight, play fight, which could easily yeah, go out of control. Because they're all smiling. Yeah, they're just like, ah, this is fun. Uh, and then uh, occasionally the guns get pointed at guests. Occasionally they just fire right out. Yes, it it's coming out of his ribs. Yeah, and bullets ricochet on items around the room. Uh, water splashes. Great. There's more fire. Great sound effects. Yeah, I mean it would be better um, if it was binaural and. You could like hear them ricocheting and then get a haircut. Yeah. yeah well, you know what? Have you have you heard the cannons outside of your ride? Yeah. Um, so then they added a new animatronic of Captain Jack Sparrow with all of his treasure. Um, I really think that the way Magic Kingdom uses this moment's Jack Sparrow is far better because he's in the treasury and it's like narratively we won captain jack sparrow's here he won his lock his court case um <laughs> whereas disneyland is literally tacked on like how does he get in and out of that box <laughs> um, yeah it's interesting in disneyland you you see him only as you're heading back up the up waterfall the yeah. yeah and in disney world um, it's the next thing you had you head past the jail and he's like hey i found it i got the key and eric do you, do you have the audio that i sent of the pirate I sent an MP3 earlier today. Yes. Would you like me okay. to play it? Once I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it up. So one of the reasons I'm butthurt about Captain Jack Sparrow in this moment is that he replaced a phenomenally drunk pirate that was teetering on two barrels. Which right. imagine Pushing this in the show scene. No, no, not well. They had that, but then there was also this pirate. I mean, they got rid of him in the late nineties ish, I think Um, teetering on two barrels and 
with a gun. He just, I mean, like, so picture the scene all around you and in front of you while you're waiting for Mark Davis's least favorite element, the waterfall to take you back up. You're staring right at this dude who is visibly drunk and the audio is wonderful because he would often over enunciate like, like in perfect drunk speak over emote slurs words. Sometimes he'd just forget and you just go. Ugh. So, uh, and you could still hear this pirate in the fire scene, but it kind of gets lost. He's, he's the pirate with the torch hanging on the lamppost. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So Eric, could you play that? So this is another, yeah. So this is another reason why I've never been bothered until adding Jack Sparrow by the bottleneck because I would just take great joy in just watching him and his eyes were unevenly animated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, oh, this guy's awesome. I've been that. So. Guy. Uh, yeah, we've been that guy together. Yes, we have. And by the way, Jimmy, if you're still on the page with the I have never pictures, been on that page. Oh, what? I tried to open it on my phone and it's not coming through with images and I can't log into Facebook. Oh, no, right Dan, you failed. Oh. oh, looks like Walt Disney World wins. <laughs> well, okay. So at the point in this where at, at Disney World where you would be looking at the horrible waterfall that offended Mark Davis's delicate <laughs> sensibility. Um, you are instead looking at people ahead of you exiting their. Yes. Yeah. You get a, a good like 15 to 45 seconds of, of waiting. And then it, you, you are rapidly propelled forward past right. Jack Sparrow. And, and then you have a cast member moment, saying, get out of that boat. That mm-hmm. moment is themed to, Exiting a ride, yes. In, what in I, a fortress, you get to watch people do that. But what I like and about you get it to is that you, a, a, a you get to go up ramp. a speed ramp, yeah. which kind of simulates coming out of the grave. Yes. You know what I mean? I really like that. Yeah, Jimmy and I were both going for the same joke. <laughs> oh, sorry, I beat you to it. <laughs> um, um, so, how do many we want to talk? Didn't get in on on that episode for that. So that, that point. I, don't know. I got no right points now, for that. Mm. I got no points for for, for that. I, I didn't either on this one. So sorry. Um, Fifteen to seven is the current score. <laughs> um, um, did anybody at Disneyland do you emerge into a gift shop? Uh, you emerge close to one. The pieces of eight, mm. but not in one. I guess we're moving on um, to land. <laughs> so yeah, but before we do, do we want to get? Uh, let's speak to not for points, but let's speak to the difference between exiting, going up a ramp and exiting, um, where you started. Well, yeah, where you started, but also the, the coming around and you're just sitting there awkwardly staring at people in line, that, that kind of thing. Do we want to speak to that at all or just move on? I I mean, I, I I would say in a non-defensive way, in an objective way that 
this was built before they started thinking about let's get people off the ride before we get people on it. Right. And so that's I don't, true. I, I don't true. think it was thought through. I don't think it was even a thought where they're just like, well, I mean, how else would we do it? You Which know? by the way, point for Disney world in general, again, not the ride, but point for learning the lesson. And they really planned much better where so much, so many rides you're, Getting on a vehicle as though you're the first person to have ridden it. Ahoy! How do you feel of taco? You're not watching people get off and then you're getting back on. You feel more rushed that way. Uh, I do appreciate that element. Yeah, it's a great element. I'm I'm glad they did it, and I'm sure that Disneyland has has and will continue to do that same thing. Like uh, the Spider-Man ride, right? That's new. You know, you know, not seeing people get off. They got off earlier. Mm. It's just it's it it seems more efficient. Yeah, I'd say that this is probably the first ride at Walt Disney world or at any Disney park that had a real themed queue. I mean, we're going back to the queue, but Oh, interesting. But yeah, that's a nice point that people are departing before they leave. Like the, the entire experience is, is different because of their approach. Um, Departing before they leave. And I guess at Disney (laughs) world, you, you are, in a sense, going back into the fortress, but it, if you apply any more analysis to what that means in terms of what you just saw, doesn't fully make sense, but it does, it does tie everything up into a nice little bow. Like they tend to do. Yeah. And I think that the, uh, I'm not going to give my summary, but I think again, what Disney world does better that, that Eric has pointed out and we've kind of seen narratively throughout is that it's a much clearer narrative. You know, you're right. Going and if, if you want that, I, I honestly, and this isn't, I mean, you both know me, listeners kind of know me, like to me, that's a hindrance. I do. I want to be able to, I want to see the pieces and make my own game out of it. Right. Um, but I'm also not neurotypical. <laughs> so oh, nice. <laughs> um, so I, I do want to, as a completist, before we get to the land impact, I do want to address some of the changes because that was part of my assignment. Uh, In 1997, the chase scene of the Disneyland original and Magic Kingdom version, which depicted male pirates chasing women, except for the final scene where the roles were reversed because she was fat, Mm -hmm. uh, was altered, now showing the pirates chasing the women in pursuit of food the women were carrying. The pooped pirate was recast as the gluttonous pirate, a rogue in search of food, while the woman hiding in the barrel was replaced by a cat. In Jason's... I'm going to go out on a limb here and I think they might bring back the cat. That's just purely speculation on my Get part. Get rid of Johnny. Because I think the consensus is we don't need that many and not mm. necessarily because he was, is whatever tense, a controversial figure. I think that, and people legitimately miss the cat. I think we can hey, get away with they, losing one. They. Uh, in Jason Sorrell's book, Pirates of the Caribbean, From Magic Kingdom to the Movies, show writer Francis X. Xavier Exitensio referred to these changes, uh, something something touches, as Boy Scouts of the Caribbean. Yeah. In 2006, the ride was refurbished again in order to tie it in with the new Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest film. Re, uh, refurbishment saw the addition of Jack Sparrow, animatronics uh, to three individual scenes, as well as Captain Barbosa replacing the pirate captain in the battle room and an added waterfall projection of Davy Jones face in the cave. The pooped slash gluttonous pirate 
now held a treasure map in his lap and a magnifying glass in one hand, and other modifications were made to the ride's lighting, audio, dialogue, and effects. 2017, they changed in Disneyland Paris. Uh, Magic Kingdom, blah, blah, blah. Later that month, Disney announced changed the auction scene at Disneyland Paris, Disneyland California, and Magic Kingdom, in which the town's women, including the, the scarlet-clothed red-headed damsel, are auctioned off to the pirates instead. The new scene depicts the redhead as a pirate helping the auctioneer sell off loot acquired from the townspeople. The Disneyland Paris version reopened July 24th, 2017 with the changes, while also incorporating the animatronic Captain Barbosa and projected images of Davy Jones as Disneyland Paris. Magic Kingdom version received the new auction scene in March 2018 and Disneyland's in June 2018. And we'll see what's to come in July. And by the way, I think the, the, fix, the fix to the auction scene actually makes, I mean, you know, you're dealing, you're dealing with what you're dealing with, but it, it, it makes more, it, it, it feels less tacked on than the fix to the chase scene. The chase yeah. scene is just like, ah, give them food. Then they're right. chasing the food. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, that's, those are all the changes that I think we've covered all the changes of the ride on yeah. both episodes now. So let us talk about how this ride impacts the land it's in. As a reminder, Disneyland is in New Orleans Square. Disney World is in Adventureland, technically, but Pirate's Cove, right? I don't think it's no. called Pirate's Cove. Pirate's Slayer? Pirate's Cove. Pirate's Anyway, Slayer it doesn't matter. It's Adventureland, technically. Pirate's Planned Community. No, Caribbean Plaza. There we go. Caribbean Plaza. That's what it's called. And, and Jimmy said Caribbean because... Hey. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Eric, have we gone into your land impact because of the queue? Um, uh, only slightly. I don't know how well, you're much. You're first, Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay. Go, you okay. go first. I just, I feel like. Talk about your terrible land that no one what? likes. How dare you? Um, so um, it kind of is the land, which whether you like it or not, that's kind of what it's become. They have, um, they have the pirate band that goes around and sings because pirates of the Caribbean is in that land. And sometimes you will sit in a cafe Orleans mourning their loss of the shrimp and grits and having whatever else you, you could find on the menu might be a specific example while the pirate people sing pirate songs to you and you go ahoy i don't need tacos i have this um and you there's the pirate sails that jimmy has never seen in new orleans square <laughs> um there you could see from a certain distance certain angle and admittedly they are hard to see um you can see pirate sails off in the distance um on top of to the building, they're ship sails, not pirate sails. It's pirates. Pirates so don't have sails. Here. Pirates, shut up. Pirates Arr, have sails. Black, and do they have <laughs> Jolly Rogers Loading on them? It's, it's a pirate. It's a to pirate. And they have you a, have you have Tom Sawyer's Island as pirates slayer. Not in New Orleans Square. Oh right. <laughs> um. So it's nope, it's impacting lost. two lands. It's impacting two lands. Yes. So. There's all of that, and then there's the connections between the Haunted Mansion and, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which are 
conceptual and some of them actually exist, such as piracy being a major theme in developing well, and the some of the mansion. shared animatronics too. Shared animatronics, same creative teams who talked about all that. Dolan has all sorts of videos you can watch about an unused mega theme designed to tie the whole thing together. Um, the April December portrait by Mark Davis was part of a set for Pirates of the Caribbean show. Uh, promoting the movie. So they are, whether intentional or not, they're in the same universe now. Um, so also when developing the wax museum that involved into pirates, one of the figures was going to be the real life captain Bartholomew Roberts. They intended on giving him a large role in the attraction, placing him in the captain's seat. When Ken Anderson was developing the ghost house project, he took inspiration from a sketch that Mark Davis did of the character. And it was the the owner of the of his mansion would be a bloodthirsty pirate as uh as well however the name didn't have the gravitas that he was looking for so the pirate was dubbed Cathan Bartholomew Gore his sketch of Gore echoed elements from David's sketch of Roberts why does this matter well they both have bright red hair pointed beard and long eyebrows sort of like the auctioneer in Pirates of the Caribbean mm. Yes. And um, we also have Blue Bayou. Walt finally gets his fancy super themed restaurant. Uh, And I mean, yeah, land impact. It's kind of hard to not to see where it doesn't. The land is impacted by the pirates for all the reasons you mentioned, including the other ride in New Orleans Square, which directly linked has impact. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. And maybe that conversation changes when Splash Mountain becomes New Orleans Square. It gets Possibly. annexed. Possibly. I think it gets annexed. That's the most logical thing. Um, but it could anyway. just go back to Bayou, which would be kind of weird to be like Bayou here, Bayou there, Bayou everywhere. But I mean, the whole, it's, just, it's New Orleans. It's a swamp. Mm, got it. I just thought it would be a fun little play on words because it's Disney and you're spending money. Bayou. Oh, buy, got it. For the kids. Buy you some nice got souvenirs. It. I'll buy you churros, buy you. Anyway. Um, as far as land impact, that's, I mean, that's all I have. But that's, that's pretty, I that's think pretty it's impactful. Plenty. I'm with you. Yep. Eric? Caribbean Plaza was designed for pirates. This area of Adventureland was, was the ride informs this space. They took, they took the concept of the ride and they said, let's, instead of having a, a, supernatural event that connects new Orleans to the Caribbean. Let's make a (laughs) land that is, that is where this ride starts and ends. Let's create a space. It's a portion of adventure land. That is where the ride starts and finishes Um, from the outside. It looks like an adventure. It's a citadel in the plaza. There are cannons. There are sound effects. There are, you see things, (laughs) Yes, those are the that's that's what the sound effect is. You have you have nearby you have the Tortuga Tavern. You have piratey things all around. These cannons beckon you to adventure. It's a fort. It's a damn fort and at Disneyland it's a house. Modeled after a Puerto Rican fort which is in the Caribbean. But yeah, it's, not it, a it's house. It's the, the entire area It's a museum. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, it's a museum. It but also he, doubles as a house or did hold on. Okay. So now I was trying to figure out a way to shoehorn this in. I just want to make it clear when it comes to Q versus Q that or go back Disney to that world again, 
no, no, no. I just, it was a point that I didn't, wasn't, I didn't think to make at the time. It's this, I, I completely agree that Disney world has the better queue in general. And in the, in the, I, I, Disneyland has one that fits for where it is, but I'm, I totally agree. Magic Kingdom has the more interesting one, but this isn't like a Space Mountain situation where the Space Mountain queue at Disneyland is just trash. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I mean, that that's just kind of the point. That I, that's it. it. I just it wanted to clarify. It is a nicer queue. I will, I, right. I will concede that. It's it's a pleasant and, queue to walk through. Well, and I think that that's, we don't know that's what, what it will be. That's why I was, it's probably going to be the exact same yeah, thing. Lots of, lots of old tires and um, nails that you have to walk across. That's the new cue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess the, the reason horrible. I was, the reason I was it trying to hammer, like right. The reason I was trying to hammer home any point at all about the queue before was just to differentiate that it's, this isn't a situation where it's like, we may as well not have a queue. Like the, mm. the visible effort was made. Sure, it's just fair. not as interesting. It, you know, it looks nice. I'm just trying to say that this this ride, this land right. impact, this land wouldn't exist if it weren't for this ride. The land, Adventureland, is this chunk of Adventureland, the Caribbean Plaza. It has Spanish tile. It has right. elements that are brought in because of the ride, and they're trying to to, it, like I said earlier, Dan. It, it's it's kind of removing some of the the weirdness around the original pirates. But the main idea is here is the pirate ride. We made a pirate land. But, well, so here, I, but hold on, hold on. Yes, you're right. If, if Caribbean Plaza was a land in magic kingdom, I would give, I would a hundred percent give you the point. 100%. Because Dan's Dan made a good argument that it sort of is the land and, or, and it kind of is, but only by evolution. It wasn't at the time. And it's become that because of all the things that Dan has argued. If Caribbean Plaza is a land, I agree, but it's an adventure land and well, it has and- nothing to do. Hold on. It has nothing to do with Aladdin. It has nothing to do with the, the tree. It has nothing to do with uh, Tiki Room. It has nothing to do with Dole Whip. So it doesn't impact the land. It impacts Caribbean Plaza. So I get your point, but I disagree with the impact of Adventureland, whereas in New Orleans Square, everything is influenced by it. But New Orleans Square was designed around the ride as well. It just doesn't, there's no logical connection. You have to have a a Adventureland state. Wait, 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 wait. We're placing an arbitrary value on... We need to have a logical connection. I mean, all of this is arbitrary, but the point is, no, Eric, no, that it- I know. But what, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, this again at Disneyland, this weirdness is not a flaw. It's part of the fun. Well, okay, so I'm supporting you, and I no, think I Eric, Eric was actually buttressing your point that New Orleans Square was built around this ride, but Adventureland, which is where. Pirates is in Magic Kingdom was not built around that ride. Mm. Caribbean Plaza was built around that ride, but that's not a land that's in Adventureland. And I'll reiterate the rest of Adventureland has nothing to do with this ride. It's an adventure. It is its own. Other than the fact that it's an adventure. (laughs) We haven't done the Adventureland show yet, but what is adventure? Is, is adventure, is Adventureland just, 
hey, you go in the Snow- jungle and you do things in that strange White scary concept. adventures. But, but we're talking about the impact of the land. You're saying that it meets the theme of the land, which I agree with. It is a fun pirate adventure, but it doesn't impact it. Now, if you would have argued that the, the, pirate, adventure. the pirate adventure where you go through all of Adventureland and do that impacts the land. And therefore, by default, pirates impacts the land because they are everywhere in the land. Everywhere you go, there's a little pirate scene. And so that would be my argument is that pirates impacts the land because of the pirate adventure. This is great radio. (laughs) (laughs) He's thinking. He's thinking. Yeah, I don't get get your point. I mean, they created this area. The, The impact on Adventureland can't be more than this. They... They created a portion I think of Adventureland to be the pirate's land. Where they right, executed they ride. the ride really well. That included a restaurant, that included a shop. That, that's, that's the ride, Eric. It doesn't impact Adventureland in that, what, like what Dan is saying, whereas, and you said it yourself, the ride was built, the land was built around the ride. How much more impact do you want? <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I mean, New Orleans Square... It, Pirates is hidden. Pirates is not a... You That's, walk up to Pirates in New Orleans Square and you look at it and you go, okay, this is a building. There are but three again, signs for it. Well, th- those are signs. <laughs> but, if you're looking at just again, the building, you don't see adventure. You don't see you don't see something amazing. You see a building with a fountain and a bridge. Come on. But again, this is not a flaw. This is a feature. This is part of, this is part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking, we're talking about a boat ride in a building in, in both cases, mm-hmm. right? This one, you go down a waterfall, you go up a waterfall. It kind of just winks at you the whole time. Like, see, this is, this is kind of absurd, but it's a fun ride. And but after five hours, them. I want to admit that I am arguing just because that's the assignment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Let's you for be saying clear that. Here. Because- I, I appreciate what you're saying, and, and they did the ride exterior, queue, the surrounding area. They did it better at Disney World. It feels Caribbean Plaza. It feels pirates. And if it was its own land, I would 100% give it all the points. But because it's not, and it's just a part of Adventureland and not the defining characteristic of Adventureland, I say Disneyland is better for the land impact. Um, I like. I personally like the 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 exit through the gift shop i kind of like that in disney world it's a fun shop it's really kind of a great way to you know transition out right but i i don't know if it's point worthy but i, I kind of for the first time kind of enjoy that gift shop yeah it, it's a good gift shop it's it is very themed i think leaving disneyland disneyland's pirates into the street is pretty similar really well, but what it is, is it's New Orleans Square. You go through this fantasy and then you're back to New Orleans. And it's so back to New Orleans, you're on this like crowded street. You know what I mean? I really enjoy that feature of it. But I prefer exiting through the gift shop because of, I don't know, I just like that shop. But anyway, so in conclusion, 15 to seven, 16 to 7. Walt touched uh, it. Well, 17 to 7. <laughs> um, Disney, Disneyland oh, Pirates oh, of the Caribbean. I need an oh, eye boy. roll sound. <laughs> I have I have one I have one last thing at some point before we end. Okay, and uh, well, just in summary, I think that the Pirates of the Caribbean that was added because fans demanded it at Magic Kingdom had an opportunity to develop this experience 
that's a very kind of all encompassing experience with a, with a surrounding land, right? Not land, but surrounding part of the land, Caribbean Plaza. It, you know, there's a little bit more kind of, it, it's very, it's much more piratey. You get this fortress. It's a very clear narrative throughout. They did a really good job at recreating or creating something independent pirates, right? Uh, Disneyland is, it's, it's, it's bigger, it's longer, it's more detailed. It's, it's just kind of overall, what are my notes? Uh, it is, can't read my handwriting. Uh, it's, it's it's good um god i cannot read my handwriting great anyway, point Jimmy. um it's it, it it just it feel it's it's longer it's got more detail it's got more breadth and depth and fantasy um and for all the all the reasons in the show disneyland's pirates of the caribbean is the supreme pirates ride and kind of anticlimactic. That's thematically yeah, sure speaking, it, it is, is the first thing you have to do the when you go in the park. Way to start your day at Disneyland because you're leaving um, reality, going into fantasy. See, I I told you. Uh, also, what I wanted to add, um, this is a, a pro tip for anyone who hasn't figured it out yet. After Fant- <laughs> after Fantasmic, go on this ride. If you can, if if you're sitting somewhere that you can make it to the entrance as yeah, they, they won't let you shove everyone ways, yeah. out. So if you're planning your Disney, if you're planning your Disney trip, first of all, call eight five six ears And when you see Fantasmic, kind of eyeball the entrance to Pirates and try to be on the left hand side of it. Um, no left. Oh God. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Okay, if you're facing the entrance, I, I actually had it. it. No, yeah, yeah, I had it right. I just explained it weird. If you're looking at the entrance, you want to be on the right-hand-ish side of it. Towards Haunted that, Mansion. Thank you. Uh, not all the way, just towards it, just in a bit. Direction. So that you can, Yeah, so you can duck in there as they shove all the Phantasm people through Adventureland. Um, 3,400 riders per hour. Uh, so you can either be shoved through that crowd for 20 minutes through Adventureland, or you can just hop in the ride and be on a ride with air conditioning and wait it and, out and wait it out. And then when you're, when you're out, people are, it's clear. And pro uh, tip simultaneously, not simul, that's not a good transition word. Simulcast. Uh, simul- similarly, that's the word I wanted. Similac. At, uh, yeah, Similac, um, which you can't buy anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. Yeah, thanks, um, Obama. Right. <laughs> Similarly, at Walt Disney at Walt Disney World, if there's a storm, um, get in ride for Pirates because Ooh. it's mm-hmm. a long enough queue. It's completely it's indoors. All inside. Yeah, and you'll wait out the storm. Yeah. Oh yeah, because mm. storms are super short there, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, unless it's a hurricane, but that's a different yeah. story. Yeah. If it's a hurricane, uh, yeah, well, um, you should. Uh, listen to my uh, podcast, The Hub Crawl, for some tips on where to hide out the storm. Hide out the storm mm-hmm. on The Hub Crawl. Well, gentlemen, you did a wonderful job. Thank you very much for all the detail and the time. I did not expect it to be, ironically, I didn't expect Five it hours. to be this close. <laughs> I didn't expect <laughs> it to be this long or this close of a score. Uh, so Eric, we you did a really it. good job. I appreciate it. There's a show, we've referenced it before, called um, the, the uh, Podcast The Ride. It's a great show. They do a similar thing to what we do. They're nonsense. We They're three white dudes. 
like I'm just I don't need to promote them because they have a lot more listeners than we do. But they they're doing a bit that's gone on for five years now. Yeah, on the haunted mansion, and they sort of give loving tribute to the haunted mansion where they're five years in. They do every every Halloween, and I they're five years into the ride, and I think they are to the seance scene. (laughs) <laughs> just to, just to give you an idea of the detail they go through. So anyway. and by and and one of the hosts does not like this bit. And no, the other doesn't two like it. Torture yeah. him endlessly. It's very yeah. funny and on purpose. Yeah. But anyway, so yep. that's not what we were trying to do with this episode. But we do feel that it deserved the level of detail and time and attention because it's it's most I don't want to say most everybody's because Haunted Mansion is probably most everybody's favorite ride, but it is. A favorite, a fan favorite, and it's world renowned. It's it's one of its kind, if I may. I think this is a weird um, example. I think of something where and I've one of talked a kind, about one of a kind. I've, I've talked about this with people. I think in other settings where, yeah, Haunted Mansion is usually people's favorite, but I think most people agree that this one is like the better one. Yeah, I think that's fair, and and it is. It's a great ride to go on after a meal, like. Casa mm. Mexicana or uh, shoot. No, what's it called? Tortilla. No, the Mexican restaurant. Rancho del Zocalo? Uh, Rancho del Zocalo. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. Eric has to go to dinner. Uh, but make sure you listen to our other shows. And they are Ears Up starring Eric Johnson. Uh, Ears Up in Depth starring probably Eric Johnson. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Banter Show with Beskar. And, and, me. and Eric's <laughs> on there too sometimes. And Scraping the Vault, where Eric appears occasionally as well. No, I, I can't. Eric, do you want to be on the relaunch of Dan Hates the Beatles? <laughs> oh, starring Eric Johnson. <laughs> Dan, Dan hates Eric. <laughs> uh, we mentioned concierge earlier with the Sasania family. Uh, it is a it's it's a lot of fun for me to be a concierge. I'm not the best concierge. Do I go to the meetings? Maybe once uh, you should do watch I write them blogs? you have assignments oh boy i have i do have assignments i have blog assignments so you can find on concierge website my blog about disneyland paris's castle in the beginning of a love affair of a theme park nerd i think it's good uh we're gonna do i'll do some others um and that is all concierge.com 856 our ears i just finished my first official universal package they're leaving this week. I sold them the two day, you know, two the park hopper for lack of a better term. I don't know what Universal calls it, but I sold them a park hopper specifically because they're going for Harry Potter. And I'm like, hey, you gotta go to Harry Potter, get the park yeah, hopper, and go both. on the Hogwarts Express. You gotta do the Hogwarts Express. I sold it to them. They were pushing back on me. They accepted um the entirety of their trip. The Hogwarts Express is closed. Oh, <laughs> God. So they called me and like, um, you sold us on this thing. Uh, why am I paying this extra money if I can't even go on it? So as a part of concierge and as a service of concierge, I called Universal and I said, listen, this is what I sold these people. Yes, they're leaving in three days, but can we get them a credit for the park hopping? And because of the package that we were able to book through concierge, if we were to change the park hopper to a one park per day, their price would have been $750 more. <laughs> it would have cost oh. them $750 more to get the two for the one park. So they're saving money, $750 because of concierge and our 
agreement with Universal. So, uh, but they said when you get there, complain to somebody and they'll probably get a voucher. So I will report on that later. But enjoy going to Universal. People who don't listen to this show, but they're nice people nevertheless, the McLean family. And that is all. So the guy from uh, Die Hard. Yes, John McLean and his family. He's remarried. And um, he's grandpa now. Um, So, and he's bald. Um, bald. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, And with being bald. You can reach us. Uh, please rate and review, you know, unless you don't like a show, but then you probably aren't listening right now. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever. And then uh, I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Dan at earsup-podcast. That one. E. Johnson at com. I had steak tonight. It was good. Um, anyway, so until next time, thank you for listening. Be good to each other, and we'll see you on the next show with Bev. And if you are still listening and you don't like the show, you don't have to. I mean, we appreciate it. If you're worried about us, you could just download it, <laughs> send play an email. it, go do something else. You don't have to. We won't know. We won't know. But yeah, we definitely, know. Yeah. definitely download it though. Download it. It helps. Yeah. On several devices. Yeah. yeah. But if you your don't like it, phones. I'm giving, I'm telling you right now, if you don't like the show, I would prefer that you not look. Yeah. Cause it'll just make but you angry. Us, but give us the numbers. But, but go on to Disneyland's like some of the, the fan sites and start a conversation. <laughs> you might find me there. <laughs> and, and if that's also you, just give us a five star. And, 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 and honestly, I would love it if you put, I've never listened. I stopped listening yes, to the show. Five stars. I've never listened. I haven't listened to this show. This show is I over two and a half good. hours long. Yeah, five really. That's it. That's the review. All right. Be good to each other. That means online too. Eric, did we make it? Well, you Randy have 30 minutes? just texted me and said, by the way, dinner's actually at six. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. That's well, in 15 minutes. We're not going to make it. And she said, yeah, I changed the reservation. She's taking All the credit right, well, for no. that one. Hey, Google. Yeah. Set bathroom. Ooh. Mood lighting. Ooh. Um, all right. Well, uh, in that case, let's not do an after hours because we kind of already did it and uh, <laughs> been sitting for three hours. So. And I yep. need to pee. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Good job. There's another guy Uh-oh. with his Uh-oh. face down in That's the sand. Me, He's got a sword in his back. It's, it's, if it's crabs are near a treasure chest. <laughs> The mermaid skeleton. Yeah, is my gone. internet is very um, slow today it's, for some reason. Oh, hey, he's back. You're it's back. The same, the same sort of thing. And then you pass the, did, uh, Eric, the skeleton lashed to the wheel. Did I, I, did I oh, drop? he's gone altogether. Oh no. oh no. Oh no. Well, let's hope that all works. Dan, is this going to have to be a three pound? I hope one. I know. Thirty-five. 
I mean, I've got I no think, dinner or anything, so I'm good. I think moving forward, we might need to. I think it'll go a little faster because they're the same, basically, for the most part. Hi, welcome back. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> good time for a commercial break. I know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Anyway, so now Can we, we have are... multiple commercial breaks. Sure, why not? Let, uh, we, let's split the commercial in half and play half at the beginning and half at the end. Eric, what were the things that you were saying that we didn't hear? We were actually ignoring him. Don't tell him. 